Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! 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 Hello, <laughs> welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you for another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. We are at the end of the Predator series, guys. What a... Another... Do that for an hour and a half. What, what are you talking about? Uh, we have the wrap-up next week, if you're new to us, where we're going to go through everything and go through extra bits and, you know... Put things in order, make lists, all that fun stuff, look at the series as a whole. But we're in the last film, which is the reason we're doing it. And again, we're doing this a little bit out of whack. We're kind of like, we're a few weeks before the Blu-rays hit and the digitals. And we are a few, well, a couple of months since the film hit. So we're in a weird spot, but whatever. Here we are. Before we get into all that stuff, hello, if you're new to us, welcome. Please head on over to weirdgeeks.com where you can patch out to all the social medias. And you can email us through there or just by typing in mail at weirdgeeks.com or fuck off at me at weirdgeeks.com. And you can get to us. Also, please go on your iTunes. Please, please, please take those 30 seconds and just subscribe and rate. We do all this for free. There are no patrons. There are no banner ads. We're not going to try and promote any hair products. We're not going to sell you whiskey or... Mm, whiskey. My whiskey. Well, I mean, we can you sell can't you whiskey. Have any. What's your favorite whiskey? Well, I'm not actually allowed to have whiskey at the moment. I so I guess I should sell whiskey. What's your favorite whiskey, Alex? Sounds whiskey. Sounds whiskey? Excellent. So- <laughs> but then does without whiskey. <laughs> Wait. I think you get that guy up again. He's going to do a little hummy thing for a podcast. He's going to be all... Brrrr. He is toasty. It's cold in here. Good. Thanks, Alex. Filling the, filling the silence. Well, I miss him already. So before we get into it, The Predator 2018 gets a 5.6 out of 10 on the IMDb. We're going to want to Whoa, look at the Oh, is that the lowest day. so far? Not the lowest. Is that the lowest? It can't be. There was another five, but I think there's only another. Well... Predator oh, the 2 second one did. gets a 6.3. Oh, Jesus. Requiem gets a 4.7. Okay. Okay. That's ridiculous. And AVP 1 gets a 5.6. So this is exactly the same as AVP okay. at the moment. Okay. Now, bear in mind, this is new film. They go radically up and down when you're right. a new film before they balance out later. And we do in the wrap-ups, we're going to get into those like Metacritics and Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. Or Tomatoes, if you prefer. I do. Which have very different... Like, very different normally. As like, well as our own scores. Exactly. The only ones that matter. Yep. But before we look at that, we like to look at the year. Now, it's weird when we're doing it with the year that we're in, but we do try and make these comprehensive. So, we, st- uh, we can't do the top 10 films of the year, Alex. Can't happen. Can you project what's going to be the number one film of the year? I've got a list right here with me. Oh, for how they're doing right now? I've got the current 2018 Worldwide Gross. Okay. As they well, currently stand. We probably won't go for it because we're not at the end of the year. So it's going to be an inaccurate list. I think we can safely say. I feel like the top what? three is not going to change. Okay. Let's then do those from three to one. Okay. So coming in at number three is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Mm-hmm. At 1.3 billions. It's quite a lot of money. Coming in at two, Black Panther. Also at 1.3, but just slightly nudges it. I think the next one's over two, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> 
And that is Avengers Infinity War. Over 2 billion worldwide. I think it's only the third or fourth film to ever break that. Yeah, and there's no Star Wars film this Christmas. There's no more Marvel movies coming. So they are probably the three big heavy hitters. Is there anything else the game? Transformers coming. Bumblebee's coming. But that's Bumblebee's not going to break coming. that. So just to like, talking about Star Wars, Avengers, yeah, 2 billion. Solo all the way down at 18, which is the only Star Wars film that came out this year. 392. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can go to our Star Wars retrospective to hear our thoughts about that film. Yeah, and please do. It was controversial. Katie Watson, you can give us a little look at some of the horror films that came out this year. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot actually this year. There was a lot so far. Um, you have ones like The Cloverfield Paradox, mm-hmm. Day of the Dead Bloodline. Oh, boy. We'll get to that with the Living Dead remix. You have Insidious, The Last Key. We're going to get to... No, actually, we're not doing Insidious, but we are doing The Conjuring Universe next year, which I'm looking forward to. Ooh. We have one that... Oh, perplexed. Hellraiser ah. Judgment. Yeah, we covered that. That was our last one. That's why we did Hellraiser this year. You remember the last <laughs> oh one? Oh, my God. That was this year. You blocked Holy it. Holy fuck. Blacked it all out. <laughs> the First Purge, which you guys also covered. Yeah, you can cover that. as well. You can hear that. I mean, We're as well. covering all the bases, people. All, of these. all this work for you guys. <laughs> Mostly as we like to alienate our friends. Yeah. Anyone who we find as friends. We're like, hey, do you want to not be our friend anymore and watch, <laughs> then watch all, the, all purge. the purges with us? <laughs> Unfriended Dark Web. Yes. That's all right. It's all right. A Suspiria remake, which I saw recently. That's too much and, to go into now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing. Unsane, which you've seen, Al. Yeah, it's actually better than I thought it'd be, even though it's got the worst name of all time. Yeah, it's really bad. Shot on iPhones, right? Yeah. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. Yeah, in that box over there. We'll get to him, buddy. <laughs> Don't worry. <sighs> you've got <sighs> Mom and Dad. That was pretty fun. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, boy. Uh, ghost stories. You weren't that impressed by this. I know, I'm like the only person who didn't really like it. It's a British anthology thing, Martin Freeman and loads of people. It was really right. big, but I don't like it. You had Hereditary, which you again liked a little bit more than I did. I do. I really like that movie a lot. So I'm seeing that. Really? Nah. Halloween, of course. You can hear about that on a retrospect. We've yeah. done everything. We've done it all. We're just going to close up shop. What are we We've doing with our lives, guys? <laughs> Summer of 84, which I'm still excited to see. Yeah, we I haven't actually seen that one. yet for some reason. We'll get we'll get to it pretty soon. A Quiet Place, which I thought was phenomenal. Yeah, was good. Really good. And The Nun, yeah, which my brother's girlfriend's daughter dressed up as The Nun for Halloween. She's like 11 right. or something. She's like weird, weird into horror films, but only modern horror She's films. She's the one who did the uh, Exorcist walk. Yeah. Yeah, the that's girl. Up. She like did the backwards. <laughs> really She's a backwards Exorcist, Exorcist walk. walk upstairs onto a stage and then just like stayed on stage in the like. Up- Was this for school or something? No, it's for like a competition or something. Right. But she's really messed up. Like, she's seen The Exorcist a lot. And yeah. they're, I mean, A, they're a very religious family, but B, at that age, you should not well, be seen The Exorcist. And particularly yeah. that version that has Spider Walk is the director's cut. Yeah. That is fucked up shit in that yeah. film. Her mom, like, thinks it's funny that she's that into horror movies and just kind of, like, lets her watch whatever she wants. Right. I would be a liberal and father, but I would not let my kid at that age watch The Exorcist. Well, no it's matter. kind of reflecting in her, I think, as a kid yeah, already. She looks I don't know her that well, but like, she's, she looks a little messed up. She will exercise. At, uh, <laughs> at Halloween, we. Um, Bethany and I were driving to a costume shop, which was like in this big sort of like strip mall thing. And as we were driving there, a car pulls out of the parking lot and starts driving down the main street. The driver dressed as the nun from the nun. <laughs> Nobody else in the car was dressed up. And it was the weirdest, <laughs> most surreal thing nice. I've ever seen. It's pretty awesome. Um, Maybe he was just a nun. Yeah. 
And then we have Upgrade and Winchester, which I haven't seen either. People love Upgrade. I'd try to watch it. It didn't do it for me, but I get why people like it. It's just not for me. And Winchester is, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. That's the Helen Mirren one based on the true stories of like, she's haunted by the ghosts of all the people that her ancestors' guns have killed. All right. Ah, interesting. Maybe really. I like the idea of it, but apparently it's not that great. No, yeah, I don't like great. the idea. So I like that idea. That's a idea. It's a very antique gun, which I'm fine for. Mm. So there you go. We're in a year of stuff. Into that comes the Predator. It does indeed. Uh, the only monster movie there, I think, even from that list. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, a Quiet Place. It's kind of yeah. That's yeah, true. That's true. Definitely a creature feature. Hundred percent. Well, okay. Well, that's perfect because that's what it's going up against. Yeah. It's a quiet place in terms of how you do creature features. Budgeted at $88 million. So with inflation, about the same as AVP1. That's right. roughly where it is, if okay. you're looking at it. Grossed $161 million worldwide. Uh, even though I think in the public conscious, this was seen as a bit of a flop. Right. But 161, that's the highest I think we've talked about since the original. I don't remember. But definitely in the last few weeks, we'll get to it all in the wrap up and compare stuff. But it's definitely high, higher than any of the previous films, I think. But its budget was, yeah, up there with AVP. It shot from February the 20th. So this is where we're going to get complicated, guys. Okay. There's a lot of weird shit going on here. Shot from February the 20th, 2017. Only last year, guys. Till June the 2nd, 2017. Which is quite a long shoot. Yeah. With additional shooting March this year. And then it came out, what was that, August? Didn't it end up coming yeah. out? Just the beginning of September. Because it was just when we were in San Francisco for the wedding. So, like, that was a crazy, like, they were still shooting in March. That's bonkers. And we were watching this interview with Shane Black last night, weren't we, where yeah. he was still getting effects back. And, and he was saying, yeah, the good news is effects look all right. <laughs> and, and the guy was like, when you officially have to hand this over, he was like, in a few weeks. He's got, like, three weeks, I think it was. Or oh, something sort of, like, yeah. how do you even have time to grade? Like, to grade a film, you need, like, a month or something. Yeah. Mm. But I guess when you're paying huge millions, then you can grade quicker. Directed by Shane Black. We'll be talking a lot about him. He is the creator. He's a writer, really, of like Lethal Weapon was what he was huge for. He did Long Kiss Goodnight. He wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is a pretty fucking cool film. The Nice Guys. He wrote and yeah, directed The Nice Guys, which is genuinely one of my awesome. favorite films. So good. Love yeah. it. But that's my favorite Shane Black. And that, that one crystallizes everything he does, but done right. Right. You know? mm-hmm. He also... And it didn't do very well. No, it didn't. It just He said it was just breaking even, basically. Yeah. He, he had more stories to tell. Really sad. He's going to have to stay on his own. Yeah, and probably his biggest film in terms of, you know, budget and money was Iron Man 3, which is definitely one of the controversial ones because it was, and again, one of, I get why people don't like it, but one of the reasons I do like it is because Marvel really let him make it a Shane Black film. Um, and I appreciate it when it feels a bit different, you know, from the other ones in the roster. And, well, yeah, and he was obviously a writer who was then brought into starring in the first original Predator film. We talked about him back then. Um, right, right. because they were hoping he was going to rewrite that film and instead he just ended up acting because he didn't want to rewrite it. He thought it was good. So that's one of the reasons why they wanted to get him back. He has this pedigree. Written by him and Fred Decker, who's his writing partner. DP is Larry Fong. He's done 300, Watchmen, Sucker Punch, Super 8, Now You See Me, Batman vs. Superman, Kong, Skull Island. Good stuff. And we were just talking of... about Kong last week. We were. We were. Now oh, here we were. are. I was myself. <laughs> Uh, music by Henry Jackman, who did Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class, Puss in Boots, the greatest of the Shrek films. <laughs> Big Hero 6, Kingsman 1 and 2. He did the Just Cause 3 video game. He did Civil War, Uncharted 4 video game, Kong Skull Island, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, Ralph Breaks the Internet. He's doing Detective Pikachu, and he's also doing the feature live-action movie of Just Cause. 
Starring Boyd Holbrook as Quinn McKenna. Boyd. He's been in Logan, Narcos, Morgan, Gone Girl, and stuff. Yep. He looks like a quarterback. Yep. That's basically it. There's very little. I don't really get this guy as a lead guy but in anything, but fair enough. Um, I didn't really like him in Logan either. Yeah. Tervante Rhodes as Nebraska Williams. Moonlight boy. I'm just going to call him Moonlight. Yeah, which is funny because we had Mahershala in yeah. the last one. I know. Moonlight vibes. Oh, coming together. <laughs> I'm going to call him Moonlight throughout the film. Okay. Uh, Jacob Tremblay as Rory McKenna. He's the kid in this and he was from Room. Uh, room boy. Well, no, I'm going to call him Room boy. <laughs> I mean, these are good actors. He's they good. got a kid from Room. Yep. The, well, one of the leads from Moonlight. Boyd Holbrook. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Coyle. He was in Keanu, Let's Be Cops, Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, God, Keen Peel. There yeah. you go. Central sketch. There you go. Olivia Munn as Casey Brackett. Not inter- I don't think anyone needs to be introduced to Olivia Munn. No. Sterling K. Brown as Traeger. He's in Black Panther, American Crime Story, Person of Interest. Thomas Jane, the Punisher himself, yep. as Baxley. And also Hung, depending on what you know him from. I watched all of Hung. I like that show. Never no one? It. Nope. Oh, you know who Thomas Jane is. He's the guy with Tourette's in this. Oh. I know him from Punisher. Yeah. I don't think it's really Tourette's, but we can get into that later. We will get into it because well, I was glad we watched the interview last night because that illuminated a bit more about it. But we'll I, get into it. I, uh, we will get into it. Alfie <laughs> Allen as Lynch, known as, is this a, what's his name? Gray Joy? Is that what he is? Who's the guy? Yeah. He's, he's the one who gets, he's, he's the eunuch. Yeah. Cool Gray Joy. Yeah. I think he's, he's also Greyjoy. Lily Allen's brother. What he's what? call him? Lily Allen's brother. He really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did find that out. He's in Game of Thrones, obviously, I don't John what Wick. what his name is, isn't it? Oh. Augusto Aguilera as Nettles. Jake Boosie as Keys. Boosie. Uh, now, this is indeed the son of Gary Boosie, who's in Predator 2. And here he is playing the son of the character from Predator 2. So this is the son playing the son. Very nice. But they never actually mention that, do they? No. Don't mention it. Contact, Starship Troopers, The Frighteners, there are other things you might know him from. And Javon Strahovski as Emily who plays the sniper boy's wife. She's in The Handmaid's Tale, The Astronaut Wives Club. She plays Serena in The Handmaid's Tale. She's Australian. Other things too. And Brian A. Prince as Hero Predator. I didn't look him up actually. Let's see what he's in. So after Iron Man 3, Fox approached Shane Black to work on a new Predator movie with a similar sized Iron Man budget. Now, he didn't get that uh, because he wanted the film to be R-rated. So he said, look guys, I'll take a... Huge cut on the budget. If you'll let me do this R-rated, it needs to be like the original. It needs to be bloody. So I've just for a, a balance with that, this budget, 88 million. Iron Man 3, 200 million is the budget. Holy shit. It's quite a jump down if they really were going to give them that. Yeah. Can you imagine a $200 million Predator movie? No. <laughs> it would be insane. It would actually be filmed in space. <laughs> I know. Adrian Brody was interested in reprising his role from Predators, but Shane Black had other ideas. So in June 2014, Fox announced a sequel. Shane Black co-wrote a script with Fred Decker. Black referred to the project as an event film which aims to elevate the Predator series. Quote, it's an attempt to eventize the Predator again to make it more mysterious. Okay. What do you think about that for a second? He also said that he wanted to make the film feel intimate like the original and achieve the same sense of wonderment and newness that Close Encounters had when that came out. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. What? February 2016, it was confirmed the film would indeed be called The Predator. September 2016, and Benicio del Toro had signed on to. Start. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Benicio, all right. But then it's scheduling issues. When did issues. that film come out? Oh. Oh. Oh, those scheduling issues. 
We should make a film called Scheduling. <laughs> so Boyd Holbrook replaced him. Who else would replace Benicio Seamless transition, really. Than Boyd Holbrook. <laughs> Can you imagine a Benicio Del Toro in this film? Like, he couldn't play off of all... I mean, all the bad things I might say about Boyd Holbrook, the worst is he's just palatable. Like, he's just this forgettable sort of white paper. But he at least can play off of these people like Benicio Del Toro playing off of this crew of just... Yeah, but he would have toned it down. Like, he would have, like... But I don't think that's don't what know. Shane Black does. That's the thing. I know, but even in um, Nice Guys, what's his face, who plays opposite Ryan Gosling? Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Russell Crowe is a lot more, like, somber. I mean, he does lighten he up is. toward the end of that film, but he's pretty... He's kind of the cranky old man in the group. I know, but I don't, I can't... Is, I don't know. I'll be honest, we'll Benicio Del Toro, I can imagine more in a previous film, and this one, I don't see where he'd fit into the Shane Black thing, because there's a definite chemistry to what makes Shane Black work, but I will say he still pushes things the same way, like whether it's Iron Man or Nice Guys or this, they're all definitely being pushed in the same direction. Yeah. He also tends to, he's recently broken this rule, sadly, but he used to write every single film set at Christmas, which I appreciated. This was not Christmas. This was not Christmas. Neither was Nice Guys, it was just off Christmas, which was weird. Shane Black hired his longtime friend. Uh, so yeah, we have to get into this. So there's a couple of controversies with this. One is to do with the autism in the film, which mm -hmm. we can talk about a little bit throughout. The Tourette's, most people look over because of the autism, but again, we'll get into that. And then the big thing, which I'd rather not talk because we don't like to talk about industry politics and the big things that are going on. We always try and avoid that on our shows so that we can just concentrate a little bit more on just critical fun. But you do have to mention this stuff with this one. So Shane Black hired his longtime friend, Stephen Wilder Striegel, or Striegel, I'm not sure, known as Steve Wilder for, yeah, in the industry. He was going to get a small, unauditioned role in the film. It was a tiny thing, and Shane Black was doing it um, to help him out, apparently. That's in quotes. In 2010, uh, it turned out Wilder pleaded guilty to trying to entice. Now, there's some... I, I did a little bit of research, but I didn't do loads. But there's, I've heard people say it's actually his niece. In other things, it says it's, it's a distant family relative. I don't think a niece is a distant family relative. No. But it was a 14-year-old girl who he's definitely related to in some way. However distant that might be. And apparently he tried to entice her into having sex with him via email. There were other... Uh, he pleaded guilty to, to account to that or something. There was something which he pleaded not guilty to, which was that he had actually like rubbed her thigh or mm. like touched her over her clothing or something like that. I'm not sure. Olivia Munn only discovered his history of this a few days before Picture Lock and then convinced the Fox executives to remove the scene. Uh, Shane Black originally came out defending, casting his friend, and then later issued a very humble public apology. Again, I don't want to get into how we judge any of these people in this, because I don't think that's a job just talking about the film. We're just going to try and talk about the film. But I will say, like, yeah, like, his, his apology does definitely seem like, he, yeah, he was very shaming about himself, sure. about it, and felt he, he had done all the wrong things and was terrible with how he'd handled it, and he was just trying to help his friend with this small thing and blah, blah, blah. But he rescinded all of his comments amid an aggressive backlash to him. So there was already very bad blood around this film. Unfortunately, then Olivia Munn had, did have a big other separate thing, which I don't really want to get into, but where she was saying she was shunned by some of the cast for coming out about this. Mm -hmm. It was obviously a very big male testosterone cast. And who knows? We don't know. No, I want to get into it. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. One last thing, yeah. Fox claimed that they did not know about Wilder's history, um, and most of the cast didn't comment on about it at all until they were forced to, essentially, by mm. press. Now, it wasn't because of this, though, that things were delayed. Uh, this film was delayed a lot, and we'll get into that. But did you have anything you want to say before we move on? Because I just want to... No, no. I, I mean, I was just going to add that, yeah, she wasn't... She ended up... There was the whole, whole weird thing then where she went and did, like, the film festivals and press all Talked on her own. a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah she did. She, she went on her own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is great. I mean, Olivia Munn, I think, came across really well. 
what made me happy was that I think it was yeah this year when the film was coming out the actual girl who uh, was you know in these whatever the word is allegations um, allegations thank oh, you yeah. she's obviously now like eight years older or whatever so what did that make her 89 like in her 20s or whatever so she came out and wanted to give her own voice to it and talked about it all and stuff and was very pleased that olivia munn stood up for her and you know yeah ex- she's talked about the effect that it had on her life so if you want to look at that then do but again there's well that's a discussion about this guy steve wilder that really has very little to do with the predator shane black's decision to cast him in a role that looks like it'd be a walk-on walk-off thing whether or not you think that that's a terrible thing to do or not that's up to you and if you want to boycott the film because of that that's up to you but it's not here in the film everyone ended up doing the right thing and cutting it all out so we have a film that i feel we can just judge it's not like a jeepers creepers one where it's hard right, to know exactly you support this artist or not shane black you know so the film's release was delayed so they did test screenings now there's a lot of the test screenings were very split like they weren't actually all terrible but they were very 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 split and it really fucked with fox's head and what they wanted to do with this movie now, also, Shane Black is wonderfully candid in interviews. He's like, he's been doing this for so long and he just feels blessed to keep doing them that he's just very weirdly candid. He'll just tell you everything. And he was just talking about how, yeah, we shot all this stuff. And then I got it back and I looked at it and he said it was my fault because I looked at it and it's like, Predator's not scary in the daytime. And we shot this entire ending in the daytime. Um, which decided nighttime would be better so we went back and shot it all again and he said I have two versions and I tried to get the yeah the um, Fox to put out an AM version and a PM version <laughs> where, yeah, one would be in daylight and one would be in night I really love how he talks about it all. a lot of money though being spent on stupid mistakes yeah, and yeah. not enough vision I don't think we'll get to the ending when we get to it but it was they reshot a lot they changed a lot there was a very different story going on here and it's one of the reasons the third act Spoilers is a fucking mess. <laughs> Whether you like the film or not, third act is a mess of stuff mm-hmm. that doesn't really make sense. And there's a reason there's a lot of exposition said in like VO off screen because they just need to cover their asses on stuff while they're making up a new story from what they have. But yeah, we'll get there when we get there. But that'll push the film from March the 2nd, 2018 to August the 3rd, 2018. Then again to September the 14th. And it kept moving around. And then I think it eventually got pulled forward a week or something. It's all over the place. They also released a teaser that people hated, which showed the kid with like a little toy spaceship. And then they were intercutting that with the oh, spaceship I crashing. That. Everyone thought the kid was crashing, controlling the spaceship. So they had to come out and do damage control, release another trailer to try and explain, no, that's not what's happening. So I was a bit worried because I was very excited about this film. I love Shane Black on the whole. And I really, really love The Predator. So I was worried about those trailers. Posters, I will say, look fucking great. There's a poster of like all the skulls making the predator face. And then there's a red poster of like a spine ripped out. Is it a spine ripped or holding the helmet or something? Oh, right, right, right. I love both of them. I think they're both fantastic posters. Yeah. Yeah, they are cool posters. That skull one's awesome. Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, so on July the 6th, 2018, now bear in mind, you were only a few months out from it being released, a couple months from it being released. It was revealed that the third act had been entirely reshot due to the test screenings. One person who was cut out was Edward James Olmos who I don't think you guys really know that well, but for Battleship Galactica. Battleship? Battlestar Galactica. Like fans, Battleship. Sorry. I was like, they made a Battleship yeah. Galactica. Which I am actually a huge fan of, but it used to be one of my favorite TV shows. Um, yeah, he's in that. He was cut out. His role was cut Sanchez. And 50 Cent was almost involved, but he dropped out. I presume he was probably going to play the Moonlight role. Don't yeah. Know. Don't know. I could definitely see that. Yep. Okay, but we'll get into all of the other stuff because it's really to do with the ending when we get there but a lot of controversy going into this one a lot of bad blood from the trailer and from the stuff that happened with olivia Munn and all of this stuff so it was a weird movie going in i luckily didn't know most of that i just saw the trailer and thought oh this doesn't look as good as i want it to but hopefully they're leaving the good stuff in the movie that's kind of how it felt we open in space 20th century fox fanfare 
and then space. <laughs> we're back in space, and we're in a full-on fucking Star Wars space battle. Oh, Star yeah. chase. Alex. Yeah. As a Star Wars fan, is, is, is this fit Predator? Are you happy starting off with a little space battle? Well, you know what? It actually, this whole opening just made me think of Requiem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking Star Wars. Oh, nothing compares, <laughs> obviously. No, but like just as far as like, okay, we're going to set it up. We're going to show you the ships. We're going to show you inside it. It's going to, you know, and then the fact one crashes on Earth. Like, yeah, it all felt very, very similar and like something I'd already seen before. <laughs> I think it's better, though, like because when it started, I was I, my high hopes were so high for this film mm-hmm. that I was immediately like, oh, shit, because <laughs> I yeah. didn't want that. But it's pretty quick. I still don't want it, but I think it's better done than Requiem. I don't see yeah, scientists walking around. I mean, it's probably budget, but I also do think Shane Black has character as a director with what he's doing with stuff. And yeah. Yeah. And, and they're immediately just showing stuff like here's the spaceship. And then very soon we're going to see the Predator straight mm-hmm. away. And it's like, we're not hiding on this one. We're not going to build suspense. Mm-hmm. We're just yeah. going to jump straight into it. And the fact that it was being chased and chased by something that looked a ship that looked very similar. My thinking after was like, oh, okay, this is sort of feels like Requiem was is this going to play on that whole blood feud of super predators right. versus predators? Which it looks like not, but we'll get to it because it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the predator ship has been chased by a bigger predator ship and the, the regular size one makes a portal to jump through towards Earth, taking out a satellite as it arrives and a crash landing in the jungles. That bit was cool. How it sort of split space. Yeah, that yeah. was Yeah, the like, really hyperspace cool. jumps were really cool. Yeah. It was cool, but again, I just not, yeah, I just don't need, I need less sci-fi in my predator yep. <laughs> That's where they live. I know. I don't need to go there. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> weirdly, it does take this. I'm just going to call it Super Predator again, even though I think they're defining them differently Can from how we've seen it before. you call it Hybrid Predator? I'll call it Hybrid Predator. Yeah. Fine. I call them the MBA Predator. <laughs> it takes a long time for it. Like, if this little one can do a hyper jump or whatever it's doing, it takes them a lot longer in their big ship to do a hyper jump and follow. Like, it's about 24 hours before it decides, oh, I'm going to jump through. Maybe it didn't have uh, hyperspace tracking, oh, which is yeah. what the First Order had in The Last Jedi, which is why they were able to chase First Resistance. There's a sniper in the jungle. No, so actually very important, because this confused me the first time. I just kind of blinked in the cinema and missed it. The ship is crashing, but then a shuttle comes out. So there's yeah. two crash sites, yeah. Yeah. which confused me a lot the first time I watched the film, because I missed yeah. that somehow. Um, and I was like, well, they know where the ship is crashed because we started there. But they don't. They know where the pod crashed. They don't know where the bigger ship crashed. Yeah. Because yeah. the Predator was in the pod, right? Yeah. 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 So there's a sniper in the jungle. This is our lead guy. I'm going to call him Sniper Boy since we called yep. the girl in the last one Sniper Girl. Yep. Uh, he's intercepting a drug cartel who've got hostages and he takes a shot when the spaceship or the shuttle, we should say, crashes near him. And with more typical predator falling downhill shots. I just love where they decide to exchange these hostages. It's like in the <laughs> middle of BFE, went under like the one lone lamppost shining <laughs> yeah. brightly. So yeah, that's, that's, yeah, and that's where somewhere in South America, we're presuming? Don't think it matters. <laughs> because that's where I was confused. It's like, okay, the ship. Yeah. Is it landing sort of in America, in suburbia, near where the kid lives that's later? True. And the pods like across the border? Anyway, I also wanted to add uh, to our listeners that my kill count in this is basically just all made up. It makes no sense. <laughs> Can you, while we're doing this, look up and see if there's an official kill count. Because I'm interested. If someone's actually trying to count this. Okay. Because it's insane. I had so much fun watching you. I was typing more than... I was worried about doing this film because you have to type so much because so much happens in this fucking film and it's so complicated. And I was worried about you with the kill count. 
Yeah, no, I, I gave up pretty early. <laughs> but I've mentioned them and I've just given them numbers. Oh, that's a video. <laughs> there's, a, it's the, there's, one, there's a YouTube video called The Predator 2018 Carnage Count. They've already got one? Oh, I guess they've got rips of the film or whatever. Does it have an official count anyway? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, tell us, let us know at the video. end. Let us know at the end. So yeah, this, this shuttle crashes near him. He falls down some hills. We're getting some good effects straight away that I'm enjoying. He knows stage. how to fall down a hill. He does. He finds a ship, there's green blood, there's a damaged helmet. We're getting hints of the Predator music straight away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, this isn't exactly what I want. We started in space, but I like, I'm okay. He smells the blood yeah. and he like winces like it stinks. No one's ever reacted that way to the That's Predator true. blood before. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it just thought it was funny. It's like, oh. It's a character moment. Yeah. His colleagues turn up. He puts on the Predator's wristwatch, which everyone seems to love to do in this film. Yeah. And it secures like into him. And then we see immediately that one of their other colleagues, I call them colleagues. That's what the army guys call each yeah. other, isn't it? Colleagues? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's hanging upside down Kill already. One. Face fucked up. Cool effects. Yeah. Yeah. Looks great. Looks really great. Yeah. The wrist armor thing here looks different to how it's traditionally yeah, been, which has been more like the old sort of Pip Boy with the, the paneling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Screen. This is definitely more high tech and sleek. And yeah. I don't know. You know, it's fine. Yeah. And hate it. Don't love it. It's fine. For me, it looks more sort of almost like ancient armor. Yeah. Looks a bit ancient Greek. Yeah. Kind of feel. Yeah. I can get it. Gauntlets. Yeah. That's what she calls them later. Like Does that. she? Mm-hmm. So what are these? Like the arm gauntlets? Yeah. Right. He goes, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, think, I think you find it's a wristwatch. But yeah. Okay. You'll find it's a pit boy. Yeah. It's a pit boy. <laughs> I think you'll find <laughs> Yeah. He puts... Oh, sorry. What were we talking about? Yeah. They, so they see uh, the predator straight away in and out of clothing. Light him up. Right there. You can see him. Like, and I was surprised. When we were in the cinema the first time and we saw it, Katie, it was, again, to clarify, Alex, this is your first time being yeah. Katie. Mm -hmm. seen this once before in cinemas. I was surprised. I was surprised that they gave away to Predator that quick. I was like, okay, we're going to get a crash, but then they're going to build. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Just straight into it. Yeah. It's such a cool reveal, too. Yeah. Because he, like, raises... Or so, the Predator shoots at him, and then he the wrist armband or whatever thing shoots back. Yeah. Like or a shuriken shoots the, kind of the thing. metal... Yeah. I can't think of any words right now. Yeah, and it slices his now deceased friend in half and the blood dripping from ah. his body falls on the predator and While it reveals cloaked. his face. Yeah. yeah. This is that stuff is there's cool. a few bits in this I was right now. It's almost like how do you write this in a script? Like mm -hmm. I want to read the script and how do you write that? I think you'll find I just did it really well. You did yeah, it's I think, probably I think verbatim what was written in the, he shoots at like the thing like, and then the thing shoots back yeah. and I could yeah. see it. I could yeah. see it like I was watching it again. <laughs> but this is the problem when you write scripts because that makes this scene like that's such a cool moment, but yeah. it's so difficult. Like if you write yeah. that down, it's like it just sounds boring yeah. and it's director's notes essentially. Mm. But it's really cool. Yeah. I love that. It's a great reveal. His eyes open there a bit too CGI, but the actual blood dripping on it, I like a lot. Yeah, so he runs and then there's a small eject, a small ball that's ejected from the wristwatch, I think. Yeah, so yeah. I never quite understood the ball. Well, it's the cloaking device inside the wristwatch. Yeah. But for some reason, it, he just suddenly pops out. There's a few bits in this film you're like, I missed something. And right. then how does he know how to use it? I know. I think he just like hold it and hope. Just clasp the ball. Uh, you can't see me. He's <laughs> just like, yes, he can. No, it is. I mean, and I'm <laughs> going to go. Right no. Here's the thing. What was mostly interfered and fucked with in this film is that last third act. These beginning ones are pretty much a thing, mostly how they wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. How it was in the script. So I'm going to go a bit harder on these bits because I'm enjoying it at the moment. But yep. anything that doesn't make sense, I'm like, well, you, you weren't fucked with. Like they had a lot of compromises and a lot of problems. Yep. 
So yeah, I don't, there's little things like that I don't really understand. I like the predator movements though. Like he's very, he's way more quick and like agile and jumpy and darty. Yeah. Which I think is cool. And I definitely think is how he would be. I'm enjoying this predator. Yeah. Yeah. I have zero man in a suit. Predator. Yes. No, it's, oh, there we go. Hint for later. Um, no, I'm the same. I have zero problems with the hero predator yeah. in this film at all. Yeah. I arguably, while I'll never, ever be, never be, you know, that first moment where you see the predator take off his mask and go up against Arnie and all that sure. fun stuff. This is maybe the coolest I've ever seen a predator mm-hmm. is some of the stuff it does in the lab and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that throughout all the predator films, I do find it funny. And I, if I was directing one of these films, I probably wouldn't choose to use any of these shots but just when they do close shots of its hands if it's like gripping stuff or yeah. like pressing buttons it always just looks so clumsy and like they can't build they weird. can't build like anything with those have fingernails really long nails. <laughs> and it just it just what can they do can yeah. you imagine doing sex with them <laughs> yeah <laughs> terrible and i mean How it's just like it's for me it's just like don't don't show them no because it kind of just breaks the i agree the I illusion agree. a little bit <laughs> i agree it's like when he's just pressing buttons. It would be like, really funny. it looks like a lady that's just painting yeah. her nails. It's just like. <laughs> you know those people that like the ladies that have those crazy long nails that yeah. are like completely incapable of doing anything with their hands. It'd mm-hmm. be really funny if they did a scene where they, I don't know, that they were like. Anything. <laughs> yeah. He's bursting balloons like, at a oh, birthday party. Nails. He's trying to like blow them up. <laughs> we get full <laughs> predator music now, which made me happy as a chopper's coming in. And then we're yeah. introduced to uh, the baddie, I guess, or the human baddie, at least. Fucking I call him chewing, chewing Guy because he's just chewing in every single scene. And I mean, they give you a very... Like, you, I notice in the opening here, there's like clear advertisements for Nicorette, which he's chewing. You mm-hmm. see the packet and yeah. uh, Don Julio tequila, which yeah. has like a spot where it's just like clearly in frame for a while. Yeah, yeah. I call him the obvious asshole. Yeah, no, he's a dick. Yeah, you, it, it's funny because... For no reason. I Sterling, really don't understand. I mean, is his name Sterling uh, Krieger? Hey Brown, the oh. actor's name. Oh, I don't know. Like he's a great actor, but he's just he way over the top. At this so yeah, he's very, top very here. over the top. But yeah, we'll get to it when we get to some of the more ensemble pieces, because that's what Shane Black is about. He's about getting some actors together, here's some dialogue, here's some ad libbing, getting the best out of an ensemble, and sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, everybody in here, he hands them a token thing, and he's yeah. like, oh, no, "Build no. your entire character around Absolutely. this." Absolutely. Yes. He gives that guy Nicorette. He's like, all right. Yeah. You chew. I'm what a else, What else am I? You're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> and you have a funny laugh. That yeah. <laughs> sometimes uh, I think that was the actor's <laughs> choice for the show. <laughs> so he's got his team with him. Here's a pair of sunglasses, but you may only use them once. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So use it wisely. And then pick up the alien artifact. So basically, this is a team of people. What's the name? We're going to find it later. Uh, Stargazers. Stargazers. They're part of this program where they know about the predators and they're picking up this stuff. So they're there, but yeah, they can't find the wrist and the helmet. Gauntlet. Helmet and the gauntlet. Wristwatch. Uh, lead handsome boy, old sniper boy. He's in Mexico now, I think. Yeah, yeah he's somewhere across the border. Somewhere in Mexico. He shows his gun to clear out a bar. <laughs> Just like flashes it. And then he uses the little ball to cloak himself to freak out the palmer so that he'll be a postman. Makes sense. Doesn't seem too phased. Gonna be an ongoing thing in this film. No one is phased by anything yeah mm-hmm. anything at all he just found out he just met an alien yeah. found out he could turn himself invisible yeah mm-hmm. doesn't really he seems fine <laughs> not even he's rolling with it yeah so then he swallows the ball as i only noticed it on this one you hear the police pulling up 
Because the last time I was yeah. like, how did he get from there to there? Because they do not show it. You just oh, wait, hear he the sound. He swallowed the ball? Swallow, yeah. yeah, he puts it in the drink and then drinks That's it. That's right. He takes a shot. And you just hear in the background sirens coming. And I miss that in the cinema somehow. I just took that as why he was making that guy send the package and all that stuff because yeah. he was yeah, he, he was knew that, that the they were going to come after him i did not get that the first time so the oh. first time i was like why the fuck is he suddenly now in a room being interrogated i was yeah. really with him uh but it's there it's so wait when did subtle. he cough up the ball he poops he does it out later. way later we'll, you'll, we'll you'll see him and all of a sudden you'll hear the, like the stomach bad we'll stomach sound when they and then he comes forward. out of a bathroom yeah fuck, they fast through everything in this movie yeah Cut to Halloween at a school. We see a kid who's got autism, who plays chess very well. Too well, some might say. Mm. Uh, two jokes to set off the fire alarm, and then they find the autistic kid having a bit of a, a, a panic attack and a, a right word for it. I don't teacher know what you call it. Teacher just fucking leaves yeah, all of his meltdown. students Yeah, in the teacher classroom. just fucking goes. Teacher doesn't even be like, okay, everybody, let's try. Nope, just bye. There isn't even, yeah. yeah. Hope you all don't die him. in a fire. So they mock the kid and then they knock over all the chess pieces. Everyone in this room is playing chess a lot and they knock them all over on the way out. And then the kid gets up and puts them all back exactly where they were. However, I'm going to say exactly where they were. We presume because confidence yeah. makes us feel he knows what he's doing. Mm. Yeah. But maybe they're just in random places and he's just a really cocky little shit. Possible. Yeah, we don't know. The kid then walks home. He gets barked at by a dog. Well, we're is- just finding out he doesn't like loud noises. Exactly. Does that come back? Mm, Not during no. all the loud noises. <laughs> no. I mean, every now and then, it's, it's so bad because I, there's so, when, well, again, we'll get to this later, but at the school especially, it's almost like he's, he's fine when there's action happening, like when he's running around. And then once he stops, he almost like reminds himself that he's meant to not be okay in this situation. Mm-hmm. So he'll start freaking out again. Yeah. And it was really annoying to me. Let's choose. Uh, I, I mean, just feel like you have to be so delicate if you're going to bring characters like this into your script and onto a screen and directing them and trying to explain what their issue is and how that's pertaining to the story and why it's relevant. I think you need to take all of that into consideration. And I'm not sure that it was handled properly. So, okay, throughout. well, let's, let's do it very quickly now. I don't spend too much time on it, but yeah, one of the controversies with this was the autism and the kid. He's basically seen as. Uh, sort of a superhero he's mm-hmm. got all these powers because of his mm-hmm. autism and spoilers for the end of the film he's what the film's all about right because he is special now yeah there's a lot of controversy a lot of people are upset about it a lot of people thought this is an authentic way to show autism it's not the right way to show you know yeah. they need to be shown as people and all this stuff now shane black very very passionately was trying to create an autistic hero he felt that like autistic kids weren't represented enough in hollywood and needed someone who mm-hmm. was like no that's you know, someone i can look up to even though it's not real I have to say, when you research it, there's a lot of also like, a lot of papers um, and articles written in support of it as well, saying it's a fantastic character for autistic kids to have from appropriate um, tabloids and things like that. Mm. Yeah. Now, in my head, it it reminds me of the same controversy that uh, it's only because he's been around for so long; it wasn't as big a deal. But when a Daredevil show is coming out, it's the same stuff as with that. Yeah, it's like some people take real offense to Daredevil having the powers he has because he's blind. Right. Um, and then other people think, no, that's a great positive thing to have. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the, sure, you can look at it in a, in a positive way. Of like, oh, cool, we have an autistic lead. We're going to paint him as the hero. The way that I see it, when I was living in London, for three years I worked with autistic children. So I got to see, see it like hands-on every day. I think the thing with this film, and often with autistic people that are portrayed in film, is it creates a misconception that autistic people are savants and have incredible abilities 
either with maths or with whatever computers. And those, that's actually quite rare for autistic people, you know. And I think that's, that's the kind of misconception it can create because that's what's constantly being represented in film. You know, autistic people struggle greatly with their abilities, uh, social skills, their emotional skills, their interactions with people. But if you, if you remove that kind of special rare element, then, yeah, I don't know, you don't have this film. So I, I, for me, it's just like, sure, there's positives in this, but maybe as an audience as well, you know, taking the time of understanding, okay, well. Yeah. You know, this is a fictional character that's not. Yeah. yeah. And the realities of people on the autistic spectrum, because that's what it is. It's a huge spectrum, you know, that that covers people. Yes, there are some autistic people that have exceptional skills uh, in one particular field and may only really struggle with their emotional and social skills. But then you have autistic kids that are nonverbal and can't communicate and need constant care. So I think it's just like, Seeing the bigger picture. I think it's, I mean, it ties into a much bigger discussion. And maybe at some point we can do a regular show on or something, which mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated in because I do think it ties into, it's a problem that we have inherently with storytelling. That's not just with film. Yeah. Uh, because it's not just, to, it's like, whether you're talking about autistic kids, race cards, like, like gender cards, like yep. sexuality, whatever it is we're trying to discuss through narrative storytelling. And let's talk about you know, films for a second. The problem is, is that you have the two camps. You have the people who go, no, I'm, I'm you know, this. So mm-hmm. I want this to show that I'm special. Yeah. And then you have the other people's like, no, all I want is to not be separated. And I'm always separated yeah. one way or the other. And that's what I hear like you're saying, which I agree with. It's like autistic. It's either like, yeah, let's not talk about you because you're different. Or let's talk about you, but you have to be adorable or special or rainbow yeah, yeah. or something, you know. And I think it's the same. Yeah. With, well, for a long time with females in movies, a long time with black characters in movies. It's mm-hmm. like you have to be a thing. You can't just be, you, know, you have to be separate. But a problem inherently with movies is that we tell stories about people who are separate. Yeah, yeah. It's always about here is the character who's different from everyone else around them. So it's an extension of that. So naturally, these characters are going to be accentuated by these things. And I, so yeah, I think it goes both ways. And I think really like the, the only better way is like, I have no problem with this character in this film personally. Other people might, and that's, and they have a right to. But I don't personally, but the problem is I think the bigger context of, there aren't that many autistic characters in Mm -hmm. films or TV shows. And we need more of them. And you need some that, yeah, like you say, are just showing the reality where it's really torturous, somewhere it's just ordinary, some yeah. that are special, like getting that entire spectrum reflected better. It's also, I mean, and I don't mean to interrupt, but oh. it's also interesting because we did have A Quiet Place come out mm-hmm. in the same year and they have a deaf girl as an actress who is actually deaf. Yes. And it, it pains me. And I don't mean to say that everyone who you want to depict with a special need has to actually have that special need but why wouldn't you have you have the budget like why wouldn't you be sourcing out someone who actually has an impediment like this i think we talked about that on a different podcast quite recently and i don't want to like i'm not saying you have to delicate to talk about it but the honest truth is when you get into that stuff legally with filmmaking it could cost your film millions more like and it's so much trouble because the time just having a kid who's under 18 you have to change your entire, yeah. everything you do every single day. You have to have teachers there. You have the guardians there. You've got to pay all these people. You've got to have special specific timings for everything. It compromises everything you do. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I understand exactly what you're saying. And in an ideal world, yes. But in the callous reality of filmmaking, having a deaf girl on set is a lot easier than having to deal with a heavily autistic child or something on set. So it's, I get what you're saying, but this is a much larger conversation that I think right. we should maybe get into 
on a separate cast. Yeah. If there isn't a solution to it, I don't think really. It's just more discussion. It's the better thing for it. Like more portrayals of these people and more, sure. yeah, trying what you're saying on some things and having like more of it all. Yeah. I don't know. But I'll, I'll, I guess my point is like some people got very upset about it. Some people didn't. Shane Black 100% was trying to be sensitive about it. Like for him, this was him very much trying. Yeah. And I think you can see that. Something. I think you can see that from his point of view. Yeah. Like for me, it's like there's no malice or it's not it's no. not not malice it's not the wrong word but there's no like yeah it is trying to paint a very positive picture of like this is what you can be like this is your potential yeah you know? and even the point they're trying to arrive at is one that i do agree with and yeah that i you know obviously that kid even if it's just his memory is that much more advanced than mine well, yeah. Then you are more advanced than me. Well, yeah, I think a problem with it, again, we could go on about this. I, know. I think a problem <laughs> with it is it, it should be, yes, they want him specifically. Sure. Because he has this. Right. Not because he's autistic. Right. That's the separation. They don't want him because he's autistic. And like you yeah. keep saying, they're the next step in the evolutionary. Well, it's not X-Men. And right. autism is yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. But it should be, no, we specifically want him. Yeah. Because yeah. he happens to be this way. Yeah. Um, and whether autism plays a part in that or not, that's fine. But it shouldn't be because he's autistic. I, mm-hmm. It's fucking complicated. But yeah, I mean, Shane Black, what I'm going to say quite a lot in this film is I think he's got some, you know, he's got some noble ideas with this stuff. Not that, um, he doesn't seem from the right that smart. Like, you know, you look at Shane Black's humor and he likes a particular, he's not far away from 21 Jump Street, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's, and that's fine. But then some of the things he's dealing with, I'm like, I don't know if you really are you, are going to be able to talk about this properly in your movie yeah. but bless mm. you for trying i guess but anyway what's going on so then we we kids dropped off packages yeah uh, yeah so he gets they find out the kid's big brother is is a sniper boy we get some funny lines here like his his dad his dad sorry yeah it's his <laughs> i was like say. wait what kid's big brother no sorry, that's yeah, kids, weird yeah, swiss <laughs> <laughs> sorry i was that like that's uh. not his mom <laughs> It's not Requiem where his big brother is a jailbird and he <laughs> yeah. comes back. Oh, yeah. No, but it is a sim- you're right. There's a lot of similarities to Requiem. There really is. This is like, which makes me like this movie more <laughs> when I see the comparative characters in Requiem. Wow. Um, We're at John Hawkins University of Maryland. This is a. Okay, so here they put the title on the screen John Hopkins University. It's the only time they use a location title. You know why? Why? It's because it's a call out to the two directors of Predator and Predator 2. Because John McTier, Nick McTiernan or McTiernan right. did the first one and someone Hopkins, I've forgotten, that did the second one. Okay, well, that, that annoys me. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, if you're going to use location titles, use it at every location. I agree. Don't just fucking do one as a mini tribute. <laughs> no, I mean, no matter what we're going to say at the end, I think we can all agree this film you can feel the rush and pressure and troubles that this film had in post-production. Mm. Like, it's very evident. But this is where Olivia Munn stands with her dog. Um, so they've gone to get we don't see until she's abandoned it. Yeah. Yeah, when we were watching like it, Alex I asked like, you guys, what I was, was like, what was she, what she doing? doing at the dog park? Standing. Oh, she's just abandoned her dog with strangers. So this guy turns up, shows us some photos. I understand you enjoy stargazing. <laughs> I mean, like, she just turns around like, oh, let me get in the van with you. <laughs> then he starts explaining. Yeah, he shows a photo. So there's a blurry photo of Predator. He says they've been here before. 87, 97, which is Predator and Predator 2. And then says with increasing frequency. How do, that's not enough to have a pattern. Two is not enough <laughs> to show increasing anything yeah. or decreasing anything. 
So was this intentionally? Yeah, because it was would have been like set ten years after. Because because remember when he said ninety seven? Yeah, and I was like, what about ninety ninety? Yeah, but then we and then I remembered, yeah, ninety ninety was set in ninety seven. So this is like meant to be ten years or twenty years, twenty years later, twenty years. Sorry, yeah, yeah, and before Predators, that's how they got around it all. Predators hasn't happened yet. Predators hasn't happened. Well, that's what I read somewhere. But I mean, to be honest, Predators could be happening while this is happening. It doesn't really, you know. The kid's mom gets home and has brought him some Halloween options, a pirate or Frankenstein. I remember being disappointed with this in the cinema. I thought you could have done something fun. Could have done a lot. It could have been a nice little alien mask or something like like Xenomorph mask. Or just even like a traditional alien face. And been like, which one do you want to be? Just something. Yeah. I do not at any point. And I have no problem with the kid or the mother. I do not believe them as mother and child any point I don't, no- I don't like this whole parent child relationship thing that everyone thinks is so cute and so funny where parents like like the note that she leaves him where she's like i spent an hour and a half cleaning this house if you mess it up i will cut you <laughs> and i'm like i think it's funny but it also you're you're putting yourself in a in just a non-realistic setting yeah yeah no, well, this entire film is just in a non-realistic setting. I, I will argue this film is as cartoony as the characters in Predators, yeah, yep. just in a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is a different comic book mm-hmm. that we're reading. Yeah, it does. It feels like a comic book. Yeah. Which, again, I hate being derogative about the word comic book, but this is, yeah, traditionally, this is how that feels. But yeah, I don't believe them. The kid says the master dumb, as the other kids will still know it's him. We're getting that he's you know, upset and bullied and feels ostracized because he's too good at chess. The mask she got him were tiny too. Yeah, they're really yeah. little. Really small. Get him a bigger mask, mom. <laughs> One he can put over his they're head. They're obviously going to know it's me because it only covers half my face. She just, I mean, yeah, anyway, whatever. She just dis- keeps disappearing and turning up. Like, oh, yeah, there's a mother. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Jane Black is not very interested in women in this film, I have to say. Or most of his films, I think, really. Yeah. The sniper guy has been given a polygraph to chewing guys watching and enjoying the banter. <laughs> this was a lot of what the trailer was. <laughs> I'm just enjoying this banter. Uh, so we learn he's a big sniper and he's always away from his wife and son. They're really shoving some exposition in there. Uh, meanwhile, his kid's got a science basement just, yeah. Like, yep. just like the kid from Iron Man 3. Like, this is exactly. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And yeah, he gets this package. He opens it up, gets the Predator helmet out and the glove playing world of goo in the background mm-hmm. we appreciate how well this mexican man who had this <laughs> yes. backpack yeah shoved at him and said mail what's inside and not the bag mm-hmm. why not the bag i'm confused by that yeah. there's like bags of rice around the helmet yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. he so you you can't just take that in to the post office and be like, hey, will you wrap this up and ship it? You, he would have had to buy the box yep. and buy the bags of rice. Very or like, also not be allowed to ship that rice in the field. That would all go for yeah. quarantine. And like, it would have been, that would have been customs. Well, all that stuff. He did it. He did it. I was, also, I was like, he wow. would not have shipped this. <laughs> like no. As soon as you see, oh, this guy can turn invisible. Oh, he's giving me alien gear. Yeah. I'm selling it. Yeah, you would for not sure. send it to a fucking address. I will say that it was cool to see the little kid hold the helmet yeah and just see someone handle it and have a moment where you can actually see the detail of it it's yeah really it's nice. cool it was like just a really well-made prop i felt yeah. there should be a moment where it felt heavier like he holds it and it that's sort of true yeah down. he does it feels a bit easy but it yeah. looks good yeah well maybe it's out of a very lightweight uh, alien metal yeah which to right. hold feels very yeah. light carbon fiber it's like those nice yeah. golf clubs yeah exactly there you go. it's just like know. a golf club yeah 
It's just a big golf club. Predator World is just a huge golf resort. <laughs> yeah. The kid accidentally activates something in the glove and it makes a little holographic map. I'm liking the holograms in this one. They do seem just more in-depth and mm -hmm. cool. Sniper boys then put on a prisoner bus. So it's not really a prisoner bus. It's like a... It's for people who've gone AWOL, I guess. Yeah. Is that what it is? So they're all going to be to They're therapy. all going to their photography session for the calendar of yeah. their psych ward. <laughs> yeah. Because they are all devilishly good-looking men. Oh, yes. Like yep. every oh, single one. Oh, yes. Yep. These are cool. Well, one of them. The one who's really got a thing for Olivia Munn. I don't know about him. Uh, you slick his hair back and wash his face and he could be in a calendar. Eh, for sure. Maybe. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Don't be racist. Mm. Um, this is their called Group 2 and Moonlight is going to introduce Sniper Boy to the rest of the bus. We've got Friendly Fire, which is that guy we're just talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got Game of Thrones Game Boy. Yep. Who's yeah. like, what was his thing? He, he likes magic. He, made... he likes entropy. He likes to see things fall apart and yep. help them. So he likes to blow shit up. Yeah, that's right. We've got Nettles, who's Bible. Oh, no, Nettles is, sorry. Nettles is the one who we're yeah. just talking about. He's Bible Boy. Yeah. Yep. Um, which one's Friendly Fire? Oh, Friendly he's the Fire guy. is Key and Peel. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Goaty. He's Michael the jokey Moore. guy. Yeah. And then we got Tourette's boy, Thomas Jane. Katie, do you want to get out? Any problems you got? I feel like we just finished this conversation. <laughs> and then it like really upset me because we mm. were watching that interview with Shane Black and they were discussing something about. They said, tell us something that's surprising about you. About the. Yeah. And he said that the reason that this character has Tourette's is because Shane Black has Tourette's. And then he then proceeded to. I don't know how to say this delicately. Wait, enough. so wait, who is this? Shane Black, Shane Black was doing this Tourette's. interview. So he wrote this character with Tourette's because he has Tourette's just like and this. No so this one was his that. interview. That you this were was his interview we were watching. He might, from, okay, so he basically imitated himself how he is when he has Tourette's. Now yeah. he never sang your pussy and stuff like that. But he yep. would just do ticks, like, oh, yeah. like the little yelps and normal yeah, and things. Snorts and stuff. This guy in this movie does not have fucking Tourette's. Mm. He doesn't have niche things that he has to say. He There's... He does it on command. And that's not how Tourette's is. It's just, it's all meant to be like in this comedic funnel. It is. And I it always is on cue. And it, it was really upsetting. Stop fucking squeaking, Alex. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, here's the thing. I, I don't know. It's very, look, I hear what you're saying. I did like, um, I don't really know many people with Tourette's, so I don't get to speak about it much. I watched like a documentary on it in the UK when it was out. There were a couple of people who literally just swore like this person does. Like, it's just about swearing and just about making an uncomfortable situation worse, essentially, is what the Tourette's was about. But this person does only do it whenever it's funny, obviously, yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. in punctuates and places. Now, I had a problem with it when I watched it the first time. It was actually the only real problem. I didn't have a big problem with the autistic kid. I didn't have, but not the only problem with the film, but I mean, like, you know, <laughs> problems with <laughs> what it's dealing with. I had a problem with that. I was like, this is fucking stupid. And beyond anything, Thomas Jane, I just don't think he's very good at it. No. Yeah. But the, yeah, then when you see an interview and you see Shane Black has it, you're like, well, I don't really, it's not my, I can judge the film as in, I don't like it because I don't think it suits and it's stupid or I don't think this comedy works or I don't think Thomas Jane is acting well. But having a character with Tourette's that he chooses to use for humor in it, it's like he has more right to say if he wants to do that or not than I do because he suffers from Tourette's. So I don't really get to like, I get to criticize it as a movie, but not as a concept, if you know what I mean. I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> okay. Did it bother you, Alex? Just in the way, yeah, in yeah, in the way that it was used, I guess, like to yeah, like you were saying, to punctuate jokes or moments, you know, and it's just like, okay, I guess that's a choice, you know, do you but then I don't know. Like it didn't feel as grounded in as real. From what I've read and seen about Tourette's, I, 
moments of stress and anxiety can heighten a person's mm-hmm. tics. And that didn't seem to happen all the time with this guy. It, it just seems so... Well, I, I don't know. I mean... What's yeah. weird is that he tries to make... He's got a stance trying to make an autistic kid a hero, which you can be happy about or not. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the thing he suffers from, he decided to make a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... Like you said, that's his decision. And so he, has a, yeah. he has a window into that. Yeah. And maybe for him, that's what helps him deal with it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe for him, he tells his friends, like, can you just laugh at it? Because otherwise it just gets yeah. worse. And it's just like a really awkward thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't know. But all we can deal with is what the film has. And I don't think Thomas Jane does it great. And sometimes, yeah, I think that's where it comes down to. It's just like, yeah. There's a lot of embarrassing humor in this film that I find funny. Don't think it's ever from Thomas Jane. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think any of the Tourette stuff made me laugh. No. The film. But there's plenty of stupid stuff. It fell flat so much for me. Yeah. I can agree with that for sure. Yeah, so yeah, we've been introduced to all these people. These characters are very cartoony. Project Stargazer, we are heading over there now. Olivia Munn's been flown in. It's at a dam. Um, I really like this scene where the room's a lift. Yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> this guy. Day. So yeah, <laughs> the desk guy is like, is it real or is this room stretching? Really? Every time? <laughs> He's like, it's all I've got. My desk is literally in the fucking elevator. Yeah, that dude. was funny. It's like all it. I've got. Uh, Gary Boosie's son playing his son. She's there to welcome her in. Never trust this guy. <laughs> he just looks like bad news. She sees alien technology there, predator helmets, spears, and stuff. And she gets all excited and then finds out they caught one. So there's a big white lab, very, very sort of Resident Evil style, but it looks like an actual lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this, this looks fine to me. I, yeah. like it. I find it funny that Gary Busey's son, or like as the character, his dad gets killed by a predator yes. 20 years earlier. Yeah. And somehow he. Decides to go down that path. And I know. Finds his way into working with the predator stuff. And he's really excited about it. Yeah. He's not like, oh, it's you should respect it. It's mm. a malevolent creature. He's like, yeah, yeah. right. It's cool. Huh? It's awesome. My dad was slaughtered by this beast. <laughs> I love him. He was sliced in half. In he fact. was. He was. Literally. He was in a slow motion. Although the top half of his body never hit the ground. <laughs> no, never hit the ground. Still floating somewhere. <laughs> Maybe he's got him in the back room somewhere, like a Futurama head. <laughs> yeah, chewing guys there as well. <laughs> they get interested. Would you like to meet a predator? <laughs> they say it straight up. They do. Mm-hmm. They don't. And they turn it into a joke straight away. Yeah. Multiple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Decontamination means her and Boosie have to get naked while talking. Mm-hmm. Although he's a lot taller than <laughs> So much yeah. taller. You didn't even sneak a peek. He could- oh, he snuck a peek. Yeah, you did. You can see everything. It's ridiculous. It's very awkward. But they're setting this up for a bit afterwards that I'm going to have big problems with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she comes in and says, why do you call it a predator? Yeah, we get the whole thing. A predator kills its prey to survive. You're talking about a hunter. And he goes, a yeah. a bass fisherman. Well, we took a vote and predator's cooler. And everyone goes, yeah. Fuck and he goes, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Here's the thing though. I'm, I'm fine with it. Like by this <laughs> point in the movie, I'm realizing, okay, this isn't going to be the serious, like really quality predator film I want. This is going to be, again, dumb fun. But I'm enjoying, like, Shane Black. It doesn't always work, and his actors can't always pull it off. But he can write funny banter. Mm. Sure. Predators could not write any funny banter or interesting banter. So yeah. after watching Predators last week, I'm just so happy. To yeah, it definitely writing. has that comedic relief in it that I asked for in Predators. Yeah. Um, so if I appreciate that. If you're going to do it, like, if you're going to do funny comic book, silly film, yeah. I'm fine with that. It's, again, not what I want. Predator, but I will go along and have a fun ride with that. And at this point, I'm still having a fun time. Yes, for me, it's it's 
I'm, I'm kind of feeling the opposite because I think I'm wanting that more serious, grounded sort of tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and because going straight into this film, it does look so slick and it's got a really good production sort of value to it compared to some of the last couple that I'm like, oh, cool. Mate. Like there's a part of me that's ignoring. You're trying to get through the funny. I'm trying, I'm trying to accept <laughs> it as like, oh, this is going to be that, <laughs> what, what I want. want. It to be. But it, and so the jokes just kind of like, Get Keep annoying away. me. Although, but at this point, there's still enough in the story and the characters that I'm like, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I will say this second time watching it, excluding the third act, which we'll get to, I had more fun with it because, yeah, I came to it on its own terms. Yeah. It's like, I know what you are now. I'm with a lot. I mean, there's lines that fall flat all the time, but that's true of any comedy, you know, but mm-hmm. I see it. This is more like a 21 Jump Street, but written by Shane Black for Predator. Can yeah. someone explain to me the Krieger's guy's job? Which one? The Chewy the guy. Chewy guy. He walks around and points at things. Is he meant to be a scientist? No, he's like. What is he? He's part. Of, he's like part of the defense people, isn't he? Yeah, because he's collecting the artifacts. The scientists are then going to do it. He's going to be decide what you do with it once you have it. I guess he's like a general in an army or something. He's not actually good at much other than orchestrating everyone. Specific <sighs> role. I did not understand what he was meant to be doing. No, I mean, especially like later on, I'm like, I don't feel like you realize. The point of you. No. Yes. He's just, he's, he has all this vendetta against something that has no, nothing to do with him. Yeah. And I, I got really confused with him very quickly. Like yeah. even in this scene, I was like, but what are, you were on a helicopter before you were trying to get these pieces. I get that. So if you're the one who sent out, but you're not actually a big dude, you're not gun toting, mm-hmm. cigar chewing Arnie, like no. you, but now you're in a lab coat. as. So yeah, it says he here he's a government agent and he's the director of the Stargazer project. Yeah. So for him, it's like about obtaining the tech, right? Yeah. And, and then you okay. and then selling it to army or using it somewhere. Yeah. Like I don't even know if he would use it. He would just be right. He's just yeah. working for the government in in what did he call it? E whatever extraterrestrial. E-T- Alf. 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 <laughs> they didn't throw that in here. Uh, what was it? Outer world life. Yeah. He, should, he runs that. <laughs> Alf. All right. I do like that then Olivia leans into the predator that is still live but asleep yeah. and says, you're one beautiful motherfucker. Yeah. You like nice. that? I like that a reversal of it because it's not every, and we're going to get it later where they try and fucking copy the films yeah. before. But I like it when they're subverting something from the old films. Like, yeah. all right, if you're going to do the nod, do something else with it. And I like that we're setting up at this point. Oh, okay. She appreciates this organism. Yeah. I, I appreciated that she appreciated the thing <laughs> as a scientist. Right. But the line just felt it didn't, for me, it didn't fit her. Yeah. Even though we'd only seen a little bit of her, it felt, it already felt out of character for me to hear her say motherfucker. No, I get that. But I understand I mean, the point of it subverting the line. This is a surreal, let's be clear, this is a surreal movie of things that- It's Shane- not what I wanted at this point. <laughs> this is whatever Shane Black wants, whatever he wants <laughs> it, until the end where it's whatever studio interference wants yeah. and he changes his mind. It, no, it's a surreal fucking movie. And let's also be clear, I love Olivia Munn. I'm happy to watch her or anything. She's not great. Mm. she's not great in many things i just i feel like throughout this film she is grasping at whatever they're throwing at her yeah. and they're tr- she's doing the best she can yeah with what is catapulted at her face yes every day and then she's told like, oh quickly someone rewrote this sentence yeah. say this word quickly so that we fill in that exposition look at this about, act yeah. surprised say this line yeah. move on okay mm-hmm. next and then she she just feels like she can't keep track of what she's meant to be no, doing i agree i think film. she has a very hard job in this yeah film. and i think she does fine yeah like again they I, and 
this hasn't been corroborated, but there's a lot of rumors that her role was very small to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then it got wrote, written more into a hero role when they realized, oh, the Me Too movement meant they needed to make a bigger deal. They couldn't have a film with all these guys. So they got notes from the studio to add more of Olivia Munn in. And you do feel that because I don't believe her as a scientist. Really don't believe her as an action hero jumping onto buses with yeah, a Yeah, it's like such a weird leap that... It's again, literal. like the Krieger yeah. guy. Like sh- if you had pulled her out and not said, oh, I wrote this letter, which you'll find out. And then you find out that she is a whatever... Specim- I don't know what it was that she Nobody is a biologist she that she's per se like specifically says I'm a biologist yes. then that's a lot I that. would not know what she's they brought her doing. in as the genome of this predator has human DNA so she says you want to know if someone fucked an alien and they go yeah I think she would have been better in the role that Sterling K. Brown was playing I think she would have been better as Traeger which one's Traeger? Oh, he's the, the Nicorette- chewy, guy. Oh, chewy guy she yeah. would have been good yeah, I, just I would have liked want, her better. I just don't want my predator film where the female's the lead hero of it. Right. You know? I, yeah, just, so I think she would be better. Away. Yeah, I think she would be cool. Like, you don't even need the sniper guy. Yeah. You don't. You have a yeah. grunt at the beginning who sees this thing and then sends something back home mm-hmm. to his family, then forget about it. He and gets taken away by the, you know, whatever, right. and you're gone. Like, she should be, like, the lead, I feel. Yeah. But what? Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. Well, you watch this instead. <laughs> And the transport bus gets rerouted because, sorry, they lost the helmet and the gauntlet and she's the only one to put together. Well, this guy was the last guy to see it, so I want to talk to him. But they rerouted so the bus. So she holds up the iPhone and goes, who is this? Yeah. They don't even say there's a guy in there who found the stuff. No. She's just scrolling through some photos. It could just be like on the iPad. <laughs> no, it drives me crazy. The exposition in this film is, is insane. So weird. Um, and there's just so much testosterone going on by this point. Sniper boy's telling the bus that he saw an alien. They're all joking space with Space alien. Now, why do these, does he keep saying space alien? Because there might be other immigrant aliens in the bus. And it it just felt such, anybody. it was just like, for me, it was such strange. Is it because crazy. of the connection of predator and alien? Like that they can't say, I saw an alien. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. That's kind of how I took it. Yeah, it felt just, it was like... It, I do it's feel Shane Black's group. calling himself out here in the writing because there's a point where he says, yeah, we're group two, the sequel to group one, only stupider. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I was confused why all these guys are on this bus if they've been in a psych ward together for a long time, right? They've, mm-hmm. They have this bond. They've known each other for a while. Yeah. Yeah, so this bus is like, okay, we got to go pick up McKellen or this new McKenna guy. Everybody from the ward that he's going to be in, can you guys get on the bus and we're all going to go pick him up together? Yeah. yeah why are true. they on this bus? That's true. I don't know. They're going for one. I mean, it's, you know, why do you move Michael Myers or Jason in the middle of the night when it's raining? Like, I, it makes no sense. I was like, wait a second. No. It's hard because our job here is to scrutinize this film, but to scrutinize this film is to tempt madness, I feel. So, mm-hmm. uh, my only, honestly, this is what I mean. Watching it that first time, I've given up hope of what you're talking about, Alex, a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. And I'm just about, is this fun? Like, that's literally, I'm just in for, is this fun or not? And I'm, I'm having fun. And yeah, I had I'm more fun. Still, I'm, on, I'm on board at this I feel point. like I'm on a, a roller coaster that keeps, that someone keeps hitting the brake on. And about the time I get where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. I'm like, Ugh! Yeah. And then I'm like, shit. I, guess I, I don't like this part now. And then it kind of chugs up a little bit more. Yeah. And I yep. just felt like I was doing that yeah, yeah. pretty much throughout this film. We're back in space. The bigger ship has decided, oh, I can open portals too. So it comes through. We see Predator Dog. That reminds me of Hellraiser Dog, which I do not want to be reminded of, Alex. Let me tell you why. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of our Ghostbusters Dog. Oh, I don't yeah. mind being reminded of that one. That one's better. Mm. 
Kid is playing with a hologram, which links to the ship or something. I don't know. It tells it where he is. It was like yeah. messing with the cloaking device. I yeah, was it? Was later. he messing with it? Yeah, I don't know what he is. He's like doing something with it, and somehow because it somehow tells a super predator or sorry, whatever. You, what do you call it? That spliced predator. hybrid predator. Hybrid predator. Where they are or something. I don't know. Olivia's mum's group then learn about this spaceship that suddenly entered. I mean, again, this film's insane. Because in the other films, it's all about there's a predator. No one really believes you. He's going to mm-hmm, pick people yeah. off. In this film, it's like, they're just fucking running around everywhere. There are aliens can. all over the place. Spaceships entering all the time. It's yep. just crazy. Which, again, is not what I want. But I haven't seen that yet. And what I'm enjoying with this franchise is every film's different. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Boosie just starts freaking out. <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Before the alarm even goes off, yeah. he's already like... <laughs> they just say the word bogey, and he's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! They ever tell you about my father? <laughs> yeah, sliced in half. Yeah, yeah he holds up a picture of his dad's legs. <laughs> they never found the top. <laughs> the lab predator wakes up. I love this. Finally uses those mandibles. Loved and bites it. Bites the yeah. guy's I arm. I love how six scientists, when this thing starts moving around, are like, "Hey, I weigh like ninety-five <laughs> pounds, dripping wet. Let me go and try and restrain this yeah. thing." Yeah, run. By just Where are they holding it down. At that point, nothing. Yeah. from. I love this scene. And one of the things I like about it Kill is this, two. this is multiples. <laughs> <laughs> multiples. Just give up. <laughs> Already. Um, when this is showing not only daylight, this is clinical daylight. This is clinical yeah. lab daylight. Mm-hmm. And the predator looks awesome. Yeah. Looks, it looks great. And the stuff he's doing is a scalpel in the eye. Like the predator gets really fucking angry because it doesn't have his rich watch or a helmet. Yeah, it's cool because he doesn't have his usual toys, but he's still just fucking kicking ass. Yeah, and destroying. And it's like something you really see him utilizing the environment and yeah. utilizing other people, using people to block bullets and stuff. Yeah. like it's not like even later in this film when the super predator. Sorry, I'm gonna keep calling it that. Actually, is just using bullets. You know, it just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like no, this one has to actually react and yeah, be a fucking you know superhero. Meanwhile, Olivia's trying to get out and has to go for decontamination, so she's stripping down again. <laughs> Which is useful, and here's where we get to it, for one reason only. To learn that then a predator sees her, looks at her, and leaves her alone. Which she's going to, in a very, very rushed bit of exposition later, blurt out to Sniper Boy. Oh, earlier, by the way, when I was naked and had no weapons, it didn't attack me. Yeah. We'll get there when we get there. Which but he has no reaction to. Nothing is mm-hmm. ever done nothing. about it. And yeah. There might be a reason for that, but we'll get to it. Apparently in an early version, I haven't read this or corroborated it, but I've read that in the early version of the script, she was then naked for quite a lot of the beginning of this film after this scene. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, for me, maybe the best looking predator yet. This guy just looks awesome. And when he's standing over looking down, you get a proper fucking yeah. good, well-lit yeah. look, and it just looks great. And I like the armor in this. Yeah. How it's yeah. sort of, because yeah, before it's like sometimes they have the mesh thing, mm-hmm. or, but this feels like proper, like this metal cool yeah. armor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks really cool, the suit. The, the only bit that I thought looked a little sort of awkward in this sequence of the Predator was when he picks up a, like a, a, a semi-automatic oh, rifle yeah. mm-hmm. and he kind of like shoots it Wait, around it. and he looks a little bit sort of like Caesar in Planet of the Apes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and that would be the only kind of criticism of the physicality in that moment. I think you can take that physicality in two ways and I'm choosing, even though it might not, I think your way might be how it was directed, but I'm choosing that he's just so like, He's, it's very relaxed. So I kind of see it as yeah, cool because yeah. he's just like, I can fucking kill you guys like this. And then right. he just throws this gun aside, doesn't even care, you know. I really like seeing it like that. But yeah, if you think about it, and there's like, he's, yeah, he's not primitive. He knows how to use a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
he would like look down the scope or something. Takes the classic 87 helmet from the glass, which I like, and then uses it to key in. It's like they Skype each other. Here so we go. You can look through the helmet and this See is going what it's seeing. We've been talking about this for quite a few predators now. How some of this information is relayed. Well, it's because each predator helmet is linked to other predator helmets. So he could see through the one in the kid's basement. Pretty lucky that the kid had took it out of the box. or And that it's facing a wall that has the kid's name and address written on it. (laughs) Yeah. And that he knows the difference between an address and a person's name. Yeah, that's true. And he knows what a middle school is. Well, Mm -hmm. to be fair, if they can get to Earth, they can probably figure out that stuff. But the helmet stuff is a lot of retconning to fix things Mm -hmm. for this film and for other films. They're fine. (laughs) They're so fine. I have written down here, Alex. Are we at a bigger body count already than any of the Predator films have in their entire um, Absolutely, because at this point I'm rattled. I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. It's Kill 2 and I've written multiples. I mean, I think I did that for Predator 2 because of that whole big gunfight at the start. But, sure. Oh, right. But I feel with Predator 2, I could have probably kept up if I really wanted to. Yeah. To the body count. You but here, this is just like Why there's bother? limbs and heads Mayhem. going off. There's Hard to tell what belongs to who. Yeah. Olivia Munn takes a trank gun and her knapsack. <laughs> so I feel like we were talking about the Don Julio and these other Nicorette mm-hmm. plugs. I was like, this is a Forever 21 outfit that she has on right now. <laughs> yeah. From the white tennis shoes to the yeah. plaid shirt to this little knapsack that is has no reason at all that yeah. just gets in her way this whole time and she just runs around. Was she even wearing that when she went in? I couldn't I remember because so. she had like this camel coat, like a long trench coat when yeah. she went in. Uh-huh. And then, but I, I she might have had the shoes on, but then she's going to switch outfits again later mm-hmm. into a very similar yeah. modern mm-hmm. kind of everyday girl look. But that would definitely, yeah, you're right. It was an ad because it's yeah. like the first shot, I think, if well, it has her coming out with the flannel. It had like all the like accessories the that you should have to be a cool yeah. Yeah. person yeah. girl. That little upset would be crazy. Oh, it was so <laughs> annoying. It wasn't even in that. It was so annoying. Boosie is wounded, but not dead. Should be said. We do not see him die. That's true. He's just banging on the window telling her to get out, right? Well, he's telling Leading her to, the, he's trying to get her to get the predator or something with yeah, the crank gun. Don't let him, don't let him out. He's like, it's good. not my space animal. Um, we're going to move a little quicker because. Sorry. No, I just. I just <laughs> wanted to talk about that Forever 21 outfit because I was like, what is, why is this We're an hour and 20 me? in. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> we're right at the beginning. She just wants to escape. The bus is waiting outside. They see someone thrown to the ground. Love all these kills. And then the predator just leaping from roof to rooftop. I also have written down, I love Moonlight. He's great. He is. Well, he's good. He's great right now. Later on. Yeah. Well, I don't count the third act of this movie. Mm. So they decide they're going to break out um, to try and get this alien guy. Um, so they piss off Thomas Jane by telling mom jokes until they manage to accommodate. And I learned I cannot spell accommodate. It's just commandeer. Is it just commandeer? Is that it's why? Not a commandeer. Oh, I'm learning things. That's accommodating. Commandeer is what you're trying to do right mm. now. Mm. So it's like command. Yep. Commandeer. Oh, I see. I've always said it wrong. I'm growing <laughs> live on the podcast. <laughs> they commandeer the bus. It's no, all silly. They commandeer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my note here is like, it's hard for me because I have to like just keeping up the plot a lot. Yeah. And then I'm trying to put in my own notes. And I have here like, this is all silly comedy action sci-fi nonsense with some real violence. And I'm kind of fine with that. Mm-hmm. It's not a predator film I'd make, but I can have fun with this. Uh, even with the stupid mom jokes, it's, like, it's all stupid, but it's like once I've set my level to where the, these characters are at, it's not nice guy chemistry levels of humor, not working like nice guy, and that's a shame. 
Can we just assume uh, that in this lab that Olivia Munn has like injected herself with some like G.I. Jane fucking yeah. thing yeah. and then we can just on. move on? Yeah. Because otherwise, that, yeah. Because this yeah. whole sequence. Even until the end of this movie. It's true, yeah. She has shifted a gear. Yeah. Totally. And it's like that. I, yeah. I wrote down and was like, isn't she a scientist? The fact yeah. that, like, there's that whole bit, Predator's running in, jumps on the bus. The Predator fucking looks cool. Yeah, yeah. looks amazing. And she, just this woman biologist. She just decides. Has the nerve to jump, jump on, a on a bus. moving bus. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. And, and then, then later she on, on she'll really. jump on the Predator. Yeah. yeah. Loves it. I don't yeah. barely. I don't believe her as a scientist. No matter an action hero. And then later, like even when she comes out of the trank, she's like pulling guns on army guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's what she asked me. And this new spaceship turns up as well, chased by the air force. It's fucking crazy. It's just mm-hmm. stuff happening all over. Yeah. She jumps on the bus and shoots herself in the foot with a trank dart, and then the. <laughs> And then the uh, gets on the motorcycle backwards. They call themselves the loonies, which I'm not very comfortable saying, but. We can just—that's what they're called. So they call the loonies. Uh, they see a bunch of motorcycles huh. and do the line. Get to the choppers. Yeah. Fucking awful. Yeah, I hated it. There was a delay with you, Alex. <laughs> we were about thirty seconds. It was like young. the delayed groan. Yeah. No, no, he went. Uh, the grunts are told to kill Olivia, but Sniper Boy and his loonies hit them with the motorcycle, so she straddles him. <laughs> yeah. Right off. <laughs> Is she doing that because she's passing out? I think so, but it's weird, right? Well, it she's meant weird. to be like out of it. Yeah. And so he's like, get on. And she gets on. She gets it, on backwards. Because she's, she's even laughing. You can see it. Yeah. I think it's meant on. to be funny. Yeah. For sure. But uh, it's weird. Predator kills a bunch of guys in the back of a truck and then may- hides out. Does <laughs> a little thumbs up. Use his one of yeah. God's oh arms to give a thumbs up. That's the moment when you know what movie you're in. <laughs> The guy just goes, the still fucking hoping. guys. I was still hoping. You'd given up then, surely. No, I had given Someone up. Someone hit Absolutely. the brakes on my roller coaster. About yeah. that. No, like, that bit's shit. bullshit. Like, that bit's too far for me. Because I could oh deal with God. the characters being funny and the situations being funny, yeah. but not the predator. We just seem to do cool things, violent things, using someone's hand. Who wouldn't have died with the thumb up? He would have had to have, like, bent it. <laughs> like, oh, that's weird. A hybrid predator gets off his ship with alien dogs and gets them to sniff a cloth that I have no idea what it is. No. Dumb. And then they chase, they chase Danny Glover's undies I was about to Predator say that. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. God damn it. Actually, no. To be fair, they were much smaller. That bit it of was cloth. just a shred of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so these, and these dogs later, because what can he possibly have? He could have something from, from Sniper Boy, maybe. Mm. Maybe if you'd gone to that crash site, it could have been something for Sniper Boy. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's I don't know. Film. But wasn't that crash site in South America? Yeah, but he could have been there, and we didn't see it. Like we don't know. It's a mystery. This so film. Confused. Let's be honest. Space. We cut to a, a motel. Sniper Boy and Moonlight are hanging out by the pool. What I love is that no one here wants to talk about. We just saw it. No. <laughs> exist. Well, and then Key and Peel guy goes. Well, at least we found a place where we don't look like we're, we're the crazy ones. And I was mm. like, you guys don't look like you're crazy. You look like you were on a father-son camping <laughs> trip and lost all your kids. Like, you guys just look like normal people. Well, they're they too do. handsome to look like normal people. I know, but that's what... Like, he's wearing a fucking scarf. Yeah. Like, no one looks crazy here. Yeah, so they're hanging out uh, outside by the pool. Moonlight's telling it. <laughs> he asked Moonlight, should I be worried? And he's like... 
puts out a cigarette on his tongue. This <laughs> is probably. Probably. Uh, yeah. I like him though. He's good in this. Um, uh, what's his name? Sniper Boy here. Did you guys notice how he drank his beer? No. It was just, it felt like a very sort of deliberate kind of actor choice, but the wrong choice of like, <laughs> how can I drink my beer like a cool kind of guy? Mm-hmm. But like doing it in a way that you've just probably seen in movies growing up that just didn't. So he was just kind of like people. That I'll explain it. You do it. it. But it sort of like he goes. Alex is holding the bottle. and <laughs> <laughs> Alex is not leaning back his head when he drinks. He's just like, keeping his he, head like, vertical. It, like, his side, like to the like, side of his face. Yeah. Like- it's when you just tip the bottle right down into your mouth mm. rather than leaning back into the bottle. Yeah. Yes. And I was just like, okay. and you got water all over his laptop now. <laughs> Clearly, my acting skills are not up to scratch. <laughs> if he did that, I would. If he's got a drinking problem, like airplane style. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the guys are all inside with with sleeping Olivia Munn, and they're arranging gifts and coffee around her. Because apparently they've never seen a woman. Before. Yeah, it was like the seven dwarves waiting for Sleeping Beauty. It is. For Snow yeah. White to wake up. It's like a scene from what it felt Earth like. Girls Are Easy or Coneheads yeah. or something. It's so oh, yeah. weird. I love Coneheads. Um, again, I kind of like the scene, but it's really stupid. I don't... Yes. Yeah. just treading water, the scene. I don't know what's happening. Well, Nettles has made her a little tinfoil origami unicorn. Yeah, at this point, I wrote down in my notes... It was like weird tone in the motel. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> With the humor. But I was like, because I guess at this point, you know, I was already giving up on what I wanted. Yeah. Yep. But this still just felt really like, no, let's it- take a little five minute break and have this weird kind of. <laughs> it's really because she wakes up and they're all watching her. And it's like in anything else, it would just be that shot. But because you've had all the other bits around it, mm. weirdly. It's really weird. It is a little bit aggressive. Yeah. Because all it is is a scene where you need her to decide that she wants to stay with them. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's a very weird choice of how to get her to do that. But, I, but the thing is, yeah, oh, yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. No. Like, that she'd stay with them. She wouldn't. But particularly from this scene. But my problem is there's these good little moments in it. Like, I kind of think it's, yeah, funny, them leaving little things around her, her sure. waking up and seeing them. That shot's kind of funny. But then you have this whole thing with her grabbing a shotgun and they yeah. set the ups and they took bets. So they're basically like mocking her. Yeah. And then she pulls the trigger and then they laugh again. And then yeah. he just flicks her nose and takes the gun. Yeah. And it's like, this feels really uncomfortable. And they're all yeah. like, oh, I like her. And I was like, because she would have shot him in the belly. Yeah. yeah. And then she wants to leave and they block her from going out of the door. With and then the they well, thing. Yeah. Which is where it really solidified for me that I did not appreciate that. Yeah, no, no, completely. Because it would have been easy to diffuse that where they're like, he has Tourette's. Oh, okay. But instead, no one says that. No, he's a, well, no, no, people do, but no, they don't. Because I was waiting for it. Not in that scene. No one says, explain, because she's like, did you just say that? And no one in the group is like, oh, he has Tourette's. That's why he just said that. Yeah. No, no. Um, It's just so weird. your pussy, by the way, in case people are wondering what we're talking about. Um, and then from that, she decides I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep him away from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she stole some blood, I think. So, and that's why it's Sniper Boy saying they wanted to shoot her. Um, so then she's like, well, I guess I'm with you guys. And so, okay. Just to rewind again, and I won't take too long. In this. We have to. When she's in the lab, they tell her that this predator has human DNA in it. Mm-hmm. The predator at the lab yes. has human DNA in it. Right. And then there's the vials of blood. Yes, but they but don't those want to. Aren't the blood because she says, "Okay, so let me get this straight. I so this is its blood that we just did the DNA from." And she goes, "I've been wanting to get in here, but that guy gave me the mean eye." Yeah, she's yeah. like, "What is this?" She's like, "What is this?" And no one. And ever that's tells when us. the bogey yeah. 
happens. And then yeah. you find out later in the camper van, she does like a, a something on her computer and you find out what it is. And it's something like from its solar plexus. Yeah. Is what she said. And that's how she finds out. But that why they're they want to see that, which is what we think what oh, you're getting at. The whole at. like spine thing, right? Right. Yeah, we'll yeah. get there. Okay. Yep. I see. Yeah. So we get another funny. How can you not be keeping up with this, Alex? I don't understand. <laughs> we got to count. I'm still counting the people that died. We're <laughs> still counting two scenes ago. <laughs> oh, so there was Trevor. There was... <laughs> yeah. So we get another little predator funny joke again, which is it's called the predator. It hunts people for sport. And technically, that's not a predator. It's a hunter and blah, blah, blah. That's what um, I said. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. She says it's looking for its gear and Sniper Boy says, oh, I took it. I think I know where it's going. Meanwhile, that's kid- what I do. Like that, uh, what's a Nebraska guy goes, you took, you took stuff from the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like there's these little funny things where I'm like, I love that humor of yeah. it. But then when they're like, oh, now we actually have to be really funny is when it falls. Oh, well, yeah, sometimes it works me. and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And the key to something like this is you got to get exactly right ensemble. Yeah. yeah. And really what people don't appreciate is you got to edit it right. Yeah. You got to take the gold and leave out the rest. And I don't mm-hmm. think Shane Black either had the time mm-hmm. or the smartness to know which bits were best for mm-hmm. the film. Because, yeah, 50% of this I really enjoy. Yeah. And 50% I can either ignore. Well, sorry, 30% I can ignore. And then 20% is annoying me. Right. And it's kind of like the kid's predator helmet comes online. So he puts it on. And guess what? We're in Iron Man's helmet. Yep. <laughs> yep. Literally. You can see history. Uh, yeah. And for some reason, it just begins playing a flashback. I don't understand. Of what happened to this predator, like hero predator, we're calling it, which looks like experiments by super predators and splicing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand why. I mean, it's just all so forced. It's just like, oh, shit, we've made this very complicated story mm-hmm. and we never found the room to put any of it in there because i was just wanted to have a bunch of guys hanging out making jokes basically yeah because that kid never tells anybody what he saw in the helmet no no one else would know that nobody knows sniper boy arrives home ignores his wife um and goes to find the package their relationship is just even worse that he doesn't they're not together anymore because she's like this is in your house yeah i thought that's the one again there's so many bits in this film where it's one line Mm -hmm. and you're meant to get so much from it Mm -hmm. yeah i think we're meant to get they split up and yeah because he's not a good husband but he's a great soldier. Fuck, is he? Is he, is he ever? Your speech was a very inspiring. <laughs> His package was meant to go to a P.O. box, but it didn't. I missed the one line again. The postman mm-hmm. said at the beginning for why it didn't. He said it, his, he was overdue on his payments. So they, they emptied it out and they sent it to his ha- address, which I don't know how they'd have that. Just everything is so contrivance upon contrivance. It's like, just write something simpler then. This Plus, is so I don't know why he's at his house if he thinks that it went to his P.O. box. Because he goes down and finds the box yeah. and says, this is why I had it sent to a P.O. box. Yeah. So I'm like, then why are you at your house? I think he just went to find it, say hi to his kid. Well, the <laughs> only reason he would be there is to get his P.O. box key or to get mm-hmm. this camper van. Yeah. For well, no reason. Yeah, we'll get to the fucking cars. I know. Right. <laughs> The kid's out on Halloween with the helmet on and the glove. Boy. Boy. <laughs> All the loonies are just hanging out at the wife's house, making dick jokes about paintings. Yeah. And about what was the one with the painting with the penis? It's like, that's where his unit, that's that's where his his unit, unit is. That's <laughs> It really is like 21 Jump Street. And then someone's describing the alien. It's like, it's like an alien Whoopi Goldberg. And then the wife just goes, oh, shit. And just goes <laughs> to get a gun immediately. <laughs> <sighs> Moonlight then does a really, really weird interview with the wife. <laughs> He's like, is your husband who he thinks he is? And it looks like I was told I could go for lunch break, yeah. but they made me do this take one more time. It's really strange. It's so yeah, she gives this whole speech about him. He's killed 13 people and blah, blah, blah. He's decorated. 
Might be a lousy husband, but he's a good soldier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do like to reply though. And the loonies who don't want to go, like, sounds like he could probably take care of himself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a good one. That was great. Um, yeah, and then you get a series of like four more jokes on top again. Fifty percent work, fifty percent done. Yeah, I didn't like your speech. Yeah, it didn't like really inspire me, but he called me a pussy. Yeah, like you're saying, it's just they don't know when to. Yeah, when to put the brakes on something. Yeah, you got to edit it right. Just move yeah. to the next bit. So they all go to try and get the kid. And <laughs> I do. I think this bit's hilarious. Well, before they all jump into an RV, <laughs> like who's who's this? Who's that? Yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> Nobody knows. And we're gonna get more confused in a second. But meanwhile, the kid runs into the two Aspergers from before mm-hmm. who wanted to eat Asper. Just to clarify, we didn't mention that they really were into eating Aspergers. Well, they. You know why? No, Asperger. Because of Aspergers. Oh, I didn't get that. That's why they say that to oh, him. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I think it's delicious. That's why though. they call him Asperger. Sure. When they see him. Sure, sure. Very smart. Um, he ignores they're, they're them. They're very brilliant, actually. Yeah. Quite smart. He ignores them and rings a bell on a house. And this guy shouts at him from a roof uh, or from a window. Which of all the houses on this block are the, this is the last one I would go oh, yeah. to, to trick or treat. No, it's like the Satan house. Yeah. Which is that they have to make it to Satan house. So then when his helmet blows his person up, the helmet just activates itself and blows this guy out. He explodes yep. into blood and then the whole house just explodes. Yeah. Just explodes. Which is funny because the guy, what did the guy, the guy just threw something at him. Yeah, right? he hit, threw something at his head. Yeah, and it hits the helmet. So it the was helmet. basically otherwise unarmed. Yeah. yeah. The helmet. Yeah. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Blew him up. People in the street stood by and watched. Which yeah. I don't like this added thing of now Predator's armor just Automatically retaliates. Like I feel the predator's always been very tactical. Yeah, absolutely. It's not and the whole auto. idea was that it like it adapts and it reads its enemy and it fights on the enemy's terms. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just like eh, you can just put this suit on and waltz around. Yeah. So just to add to confusion. Kill three, by the way. <laughs> sure. There's <laughs> a bunch of loonies in an RV. Then we cut to sniper guy with Olivia Munn in a car. Yeah. A Subaru. And Which then, we'll then later see parked still in the wife's driveway. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And then we cut to Moonlight, who's stolen a police car. Yeah. A, why? He's like, I got something flashy. It's suddenly yeah. fast and furious up in here. Well, what happened? Why are Why could everyone all... just get in the RV? I don't understand. But, I mean, this bit 100% reeks of, okay, something huge was cut out. Yeah. yeah. Something, there was a massive portion of this film that's cut out yeah. for sure yeah. in this section. And this is the first evidence for me throughout. We're going to get a lot more of that later. Kids in a baseball field runs into one of the predator dogs. Did we not talk about how the kid was like, meh, that he just killed someone? Oh, yeah, it doesn't care. And everyone lets him leave. Yeah. Yeah. He then People actually the threatens. Watching and like he then threatens his bullies with the helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's just rolling with it. He's fine with violence. He's We're going to have to get to that. I've, yeah, promise with the violence. He runs to, sorry, a regular dog, and then a predator dog turns up and scares it. Um, and then a big gunfight breaks out with his. Everyone turns up there to try and, like, rescue him, and dogs are there, and there's a big fight. Reminds me of, yeah, the hog fight in Predators mm-hmm. which last week. Yeah. Affects here a bit better, but he got more money. Yep. Well, makes more sense. These dogs could actually hurt someone because they don't have tusks coming yep. out of their face. That is true. You shoot one in the head. Yeah. Doesn't die. It's true. I think I prefer the look of the tusk ones, though. These ones I don't really like. I liked kind of the blobs. look of the tusk ones. They just weren't practical. No, I get it. Like, how do those dogs even like, eat? Like many people. They put a bullet in one of the dog's heads, but somehow it survives yeah. and then wanders off. Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yep. Someone off screen just like, what are the dreads? And she says sensor receptors. Or something yeah. Weird. Like, they're just throwing lines out all yeah. over the place. Hero Predator then it turns up. Love it. As soon as he's in, I'm like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Much happier. Hero Predator's back to save the mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. 
They put their guns down. I don't. I was speak. I don't like dogs in in films. I just don't. I don't either. Uh, it's very hard to do bi- bipedal bipedals four, isn't it? Two. That's two. Two. What's what do you call them? Quadrupeds. 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 It's very hard to do quadruped. And again, I shouldn't. I put it in my film as a bad idea. Don't do it. Effects are very hard for quadrupeds. They do it very well in a quiet place, and it's one of the reasons that film works. In the, in all of these, it just doesn't really work. Like mm. these dogs look fine, but they're not. I don't know. Yeah. Not great. I'm not really scared of them. No, absolutely not. They don't even actually do any damage to anyone. No. They no. don't even end up biting anyone. No, no, no. It's just the adorable dog. Hero Predator turns up. He's standing That's on the cute. car. He tells them all to put the guns down with a little, yeah, little finger point. A little creeper. Nigel Boy does a cool That's what move. it reminded me oh, of. Oh, was like a creeper. From the school bus one where he's like. Keeps creepers too. Uh, he could be smiling underneath that helmet. We don't know. It's possible. Sniper Boy does a cool move, shoots it, and they run into the school. Olivia Mann lets them know in an incredibly rushed two seconds of exposition as she's running up. Yeah, when I was naked earlier and unarmed, it didn't touch me. Never comes back again. Never. And I was just like, why would you put that exposition in like that? That's terrible. Now I'm just waiting for everyone to like, a bunch of men are going to be naked by the end of this film. Mm-hmm. That's genuinely what I thought. Yeah. It's like all these dudes are just going to be like having dick jokes. Have their units out. But by now we've so. realized that the little boy has the thing that this guy wants. That yeah. this predator ha- wants. Yes. We don't know why. Yeah. No. Here a predator grabs Sniper Boy who now yeah has that thing mm-hmm. from the glove. But then... Super Predator or Hyper Predator grabs Hero Predator through the wall and pulls him to the ground. Very Jason yeah. move. It's cool. Yeah. I like it. I will say this. My first time watching this movie, this scene is a turning point for me with this movie mm-hmm. and my enjoyment level. Yep. But my first time watching it, I was watching this scene. You see like this Super Predator going up against, you know, uh, Hero Predator. It smashes the Hero Predator's head just right in, rips it right off. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. I was yep. genuinely like, fuck, I'm waiting for sure this one they're going to team up with against this Predator. Got to happen. Not team. Takes it down. So half of me was like, wow, I respect this film. Yeah. The other half of me was like, where the fuck are they going to go now? Kill four, little Pred. And oh. Hybrid Predator, as you alluded to earlier, Al, Alex, I forgot to call you Al. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. Uh, is full CGI. Yeah. Presumably a mocap suit for some of it. Along yeah, I'm not sure, but like full so. CGI. Mm-hmm. I did the first time I watched it, it really upset me. And there are still shots in this where it does really upset me, particularly later on. However, after watching the, which one was it? The, the design, I have to say. Yeah, after, I think it was just last week's Predators. Predators. I prefer this one's design. Like this one actually feels scary to me compared to the Super Predators from last week's Predators. I just wish it was, yeah, a suit and not CGI. That's yeah. my problem with it. I can agree with that. Okay. I agree. For an argument. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it looks better, but I was just so distracted by it being CGI. Yeah. Like, it just loses so much for me. Yeah. Like, regardless of the quality of all those other films, just having a physical, real predator. Yeah. And the animatronic mask was always a huge appeal about those films. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like the physical effects of yeah. Predator has always been one of the most impressive things to me about this whole series. And what's yeah. frustrating, Shane Black, as we learned from the interview, he doesn't like effects work. He got really yeah. frustrated with all this. He was like, I hope it doesn't. He didn't want to do another one straight away after this because he just wanted to stop looking at green screens. And he was very, he admits, he said, I'm not a good visual director. Like, I can't look at something and see, oh, look, you see planets and this thing and this thing. But yeah. no, it's a fucking green screen. Like, he needs things there to act. Like, he's mm-hmm. good at doing tangible, real mm-hmm. stuff. And you can feel it throughout this movie. He struggles with the effects stuff. He yeah. doesn't know how to direct it. He doesn't really know how to deal with it because he's not interested in it. Yeah. And I felt that with yeah those elements in Iron Man. Like for me, the best bits in Iron Man 3 is that middle chunk that a lot of people hate. 
but because it's just him and a kid and it's Shane Black doing what he's always done. You know, it is Lethal Weapon. It is the nice guys. It is the bits from this that I kind of enjoy. And it's just sort of character drama with comedy. When he gets the CGI action stuff, yeah, doesn't yeah. really know how to do it. And I appreciate him for admitting that. And this was before the film was out. He was really kind of talking the film down quite a lot before it even came out. Um, we get more weird throwaway lines that I don't understand. They're driving away from this super predator. And someone says, did you see that? He grew an exoskeleton under his fucking skin. Yeah. Yeah, what did that mean? Did that I mean? don't know. I, I mean, know. again, stuff cut out, I presume. I assumed it was because we were about to have her tell us that they're evolving. Like, they're not, they haven't evolved. They're, they're evolving. Like, that they have the ability to, like, <sighs> metamorphosis on the spot, I yeah. guess. Isn't an exo, if, wait. So skeleton isn't outside? Skeleton. Yeah. Yeah, under the skin. So isn't that just the skeleton? Yeah. I really, it confused the fuck out of me. And this stuff was like, did anyone, because what I feel like is they were told last minute, take all this stuff out, put this new stuff in, we're going to film it, the jumble. And then the editor and Shane Black didn't notice the lines that pertain to previous cuts. Mm, yeah. That's what it feels like. And I mean, I don't appreciate that. That could definitely happen, but that's, mm-hmm. that makes for a really messy movie. Yeah. And on a level of budget like this, unforgivable. Like I'm showing Shane Black a lot of, kindness because i like him and i appreciate the pressures if he had to do all these changes sure but at the same time have a better vision to begin with yes. know what you're doing and stick with it yes sniper boy's wife has chewing guy's team there so when he rings her up she flushes her phone down uh, the sink and then they figure out that the kid knows where the ship is i don't really understand how they suddenly figured it out i think it's because he drew one of those pictures in the basement or something drew a shit. map uh, yeah but then they find him in person they get that but he'd drawn yeah he'd drawn a map back in the house hadn't he yeah it doesn't this the hybrid predator look at yeah we're gonna get that. to that the hybrid predator yeah we'll get there to that. the loonies are hiding out in a farmhouse now and we get this whole thing about what's the difference between a killer and a soldier his little kid asks him and he says the difference is when you'd like it which it's fine it's better dialogue again than adrian brody had in the last mm-hmm. film but later on we're gonna get him admitting that he enjoys it to yeah. triumphant music yeah. yeah so it's like oh you are a killer yeah mm-hmm. we do get a love story in this one though really yeah. I missed it. Between Tourette's guy and Key and Peel guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we do. That's when this is where we figure it out. Yes, that's And true. then we figure out that the friendly fire was on Tourette's guy. Yeah. Everyone wants to talk about sorry, I'm just reading sometimes I read stuff and I was on it as a personal note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone wants to wear everything other than that's a fucking bunch of aliens yeah. out there is what I have written yeah. down. They want to wear literally anything other than what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And no one can say anything unless it's a joke, quirky, yeah. or an insult. It's impossible. So this is where Olivia Munn reveals that, and this is really big to Predator Law. This is the biggest thing I think they're adding. They take people's spines for a reason. They take them from the strongest, smartest, haven't seen that happen yet, no. most dangerous species, and then they're using spinal fluids to upgrade it themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, they want the kid later because he is the smartest. Bill Shane Black didn't want to show the Super Predator just ripping the kid's spine out because that's <laughs> yeah. what would happen. Yeah. yeah. It would just rip it right out and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead, he Lilo and stitches him. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And then we have the whole talk about a lot of experts say that being on the spectrum is actually mm-hmm. the next step on the evolutionary chain. Again, we've dealt with it. We talked about it. But if you're going to have problems, this is the sentence to have problems with. Does the, um, do you know if that had existed in the comics? That, that sort of law oh, of, the spine? Of the spine? I don't know, man. There's so many comics. So many. I've only read some of these ones that are out on the table and stuff, like some of the original early ones. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. But it also feels so like he's embellishing this so much. Yeah. I feel like he's like, no, this is new. You need to pay attention. 
Is Casey the name of the of Olivia Munn or the kid? Because when this, Casey. so when this this alien dog comes oh, no. back, Olivia, Munn. Olivia Munn's Casey. Olivia Munn. Why do they assume that the dog wants to hang out with her? I don't know. She because when he sees the dog, but when, if anything, the dog would have befriended the kid. I know. They don't want to give Olivia Munn a pet. But now all of a sudden, because she had a dog at the beginning, they feel like she needs a dog now. Yep. All Hollywood right. dog laws. All right. Yeah, the head-wounded space dog turns up, it followed them, and now it's a fucking pet. I have written down, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> My roller coaster has jolted to a halt. <laughs> so then Chopper flies in, Chewing Guy gets out. Cure Predator had hijacked a spacecraft, something he didn't want the other Predators to have. That's what he had taken. And that's really all we're given then. Like, somehow they, he's just, like, figuring this out. And that's what he thinks happened. <laughs> I'm going to get to the end what everyone thinks that is, and then I'm going to get into what it was meant to be in the original script. <laughs> yeah, and then we get these little lines, more lines of fucking exposition in VO. Like, there's something just off screen. Someone says, so he brought a gift for the human race? And it's just, like, yeah. thrown in there. You don't <laughs> even, like, see the person saying it. And this happens constantly because they're just trying to retcon all the things they had to reshoot later. The Predator's visits are increasing as they're trying to get all of their samples of us before we're done killing ourselves with global warming. Sure. Well, How many more generations are there? Two? Maybe we're it. Let's move on, shall we? <sighs> um, the hyper predator breaks into the. I mean, I'm not. Just be clear. Global warming's real, people. Oh, yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. The hyper predator breaks into the family's house, stabs a guy in the penis, <laughs> and then stabs another guy repeatedly. Like a shish kebab. Kill five multiples in the house. You're just not even trying these days, you know? <laughs> Checked out. I had I a very good kill Chucky count. Days. I had a very good kill count in Predators. You did. And uh, this one, yeah, I gave up. All right, Hyper Predator find a picture of the down spacecraft that the kid drew and from this crayon picture knows yeah. where it is. Fucking hell. <laughs> it needs to like latitude and longitude line. If you're going to go like autism has superpowers, then just go all the way. This yeah. kid like can draw like he latitude He drew it and in crayon. It's really dumb. Uh, Chewing Guy finds the kid drawing a map and it's of where the spacecraft is. So they're both learning this information at the same time. Sniper Butcher Boy here admits that he uh, enjoys killing while he's yeah, setting himself free yeah. to some cool music. And I have a big problem with that. I just love how these two guys are about to kill Sniper Boy and then one of them goes, you off tomorrow? <laughs> what? You would not be having that conversation. That's like a, you're again, about to murder we someone. We haven't talked about video games yet, so like, that's a video game. Yeah, like, that's a, like you're about to kill someone in Far Cry, and you're sneaking up behind them yeah. and say something like that. But not as they're about to pull a trigger on a guy, no. or they're going to be like, "See, see, working tomorrow." No. This is just yeah, they think it's funny. Um, I yeah, I do have a big problem with like I think it could be an interesting character thing for the lead if he was actually tortured with enjoying what he does or something mm-hmm. like that. But no, they're not obviously interested in that. They just want to make him look cool, and they want him to look cool and talk no. about stuff when they don't. Olivia's about to get shot when her new dog turns up and spits up a grenade. Yep. From where? We have no idea. Mm-hmm. Just, Just storing a terrible them. scene. Shane's, uh, but no, so I, yeah, I agree with you. It's terrible. But what, no, this I is meant the- her dialogue in this scene. It's really bad. No, it is. Like the guy's just walking to her and she's like, wait, wait. Oh, no, no. And like, but yeah, I thought just- she was faking it. I thought she had like, because it, it was that but bad. But then it wasn't. But yeah. I do like the little touches. And this is where Shane Black, I think, is good. It's like he's good at the little touches. Like her running with the chair still strapped to her yeah. wrist and then jumping and then the chair catches. Yeah. They're the little things that most sure. people wouldn't do. Um, and he adds those in and I like them. I just wish this film had more of that. Yeah. Sniper boy, though. This is it, Alex. Needs a poop break. Yeah. This is where they're leaving this barn. 
And, he just and I, I swear to God, they do it in a scene because you don't even see him react to it. You just suddenly hear just... Well, and then he, he does clutch his stomach. Does he clutch his stomach? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then by the next scene, you hear the toilet flush and him walking and out of the camper. He's got the metal bowl. And he's flinging it in the air because I was like, you just dug through your poop. It took him a little to while as well to process that for his system. Well, it's quite large. It's like the size of a walnut. You feel that. You would. You're going that. Can you imagine? You know when you're like... Swallow a bit of meat that's yeah. too big and you haven't chewed it properly and you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you think, am I going to burst my entire like yeah. system? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. that. Getting that all the way your through anus. your lo- intestine too, though. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be worse than your anus. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Some of the loonies then return. With do you think it made, do you think it, do you think it cloaked his poop? <laughs> Oh my god! It so just, he looks out. He's, he's like, like, I felt it come out, but there's nothing in the bowl. There's nothing in there. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> and so yeah, then he finally like, puts his head. He picks it up, and he thinks he's got clean hands. But then he, when he comes out, he's oh, just like covered. <laughs> So yeah, I should say we've already started it. We're in the third act territory and we've already begun the massive reshoots. Now you might have noticed, I think it's when, what? yeah, sorry, it's when chewing gum guys like flying in. The hell, you get shot from top down at a helicopter and it all looks nice and bright. And then suddenly it's just nighttime. This is the AM, like all of this ending, all the bits right. through the woods, it was all shot daylight. Yeah, all shot daylight. And so every it now is and then why you'll he see, has sunglasses on. Yes. And every now and then you'll see shots. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, honestly, that's why I didn't yeah. want to say it. But uh, but every now and then you'll see shots where you, it's still daylight, and they yeah. just try to get away with it. Yeah. Um, and then at the very end of the film, it's going to go to daylight very quickly. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Olivia Bunn yeah. like walk crawl, climbs up a rock, and all of a sudden it's daybreak, and I yeah. was like, what is happening? It's pitch black a minute. Ago. It's... But they try and play it off as day yeah, daybreak. But anyway, so yeah, they we're already into that stuff. Some of the loonies return with a chopper again, stolen from a pair of weather girls. I mean, just more stuff we no context. For. Yeah. Why? No context for it at all. Don't know I presume there's a funny scene here that's cut with these two girls who Whether are on the helicopter. Women. Yeah. And then they're deciding to follow the predator dog, I think, because for some reason they think it's, you know, it's been following them so far, but now it's going to go. So this is, it's immediately following the line of like, we put bullets in our heads and walk ourselves to the hospital. We're soldiers. And like, you also then shoot dogs in the head, but then decide to follow them. Yeah. Because you, they You're know where idiots. they're going. <laughs> Which again, this is the problem. We talked about it in our regular podcast, I think. But what's so brilliant about the nice guys is, yeah, he subverts the regular thing of when you write something and you want your character to do something and you have mm-hmm. to come up with excuses for them to do it. Mm. And it's hard, but that's how most scripts are. With the nice guys, he doesn't. He writes them doing what you would actually do. Yeah. yeah. They opt out of the story, but the world is so magical and weird. It keeps them in the story all yeah. the time. Yeah. And here he makes the mistake of not doing that. You have characters that are doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. But they're making decisions to do these things by logic that doesn't pertain to either the world or them. It's, it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. It's a mess. Oh, I love the nice guys. That's yeah, it's so good. Very we should watch that. Great. Of- Meanwhile, <laughs> Chewing Guy and the rest of an army that have suddenly turned up have already sanctioned off the wrecked spacecraft. Like, he just found out where it is. He's mm-hmm. driving there. But no, it's already done. Yep. And then he says to the kid, like, he uses reverse psychology on the kid. And I like that line where the kid's like, I can do that too. Don't go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. Go. That was good. A lot of fucks for this kid as well being mm. said to him and from him. Yeah. yeah. He I thought this well. was the only one he said. Yeah, it might be the only one. Is it? He says shit later. Yeah. He? Well, then his dad goes, language. Right. Yeah. I was like, really? 
You killed people in front of him. Yeah. Dad. Another throwaway line. What's that big screen? Oh, a billion dollar grant. And now we've got a translator yeah. of Predator speak. These throwaway sentences kill me mm-hmm. in this film. They really do. Sniper Boy watches as his kid opens up the spacecraft. I don't know where he gets it from. <laughs> autism. That's where he gets it from. The magical world of yeah. autism. Chewing guy has his sunglasses on just for this shot as he walks inside and then just takes them off again. Because he doesn't up. have them on There's when they're bag. going yeah. in. But then he has them on. I better put these on. <laughs> oh, and my eye water- protectors. And then again, if you pay attention to I guarantee you Shane Black just doesn't write script for things said in the background. He just gets people to ad lib. Mm-hmm. You're just always hearing it and it's just so... Mm. He, he walks in and you hear him say something like, patch into the mainframe and download everything. Yeah. Yeah. What that are you talking laugh. about? You're on an alien spacecraft. Yeah. They just walk stick in a fucking like USB stick in. They just walk in like it's like somebody's basement. Mm-hmm. Like they're just yeah, like, no one's oh, yeah. by anything in this movie. No, and even the guy's like, what do you think that room is? I'm like, of all the things you just walked into, you want to know <laughs> what that, cl- that storage space is? Let me, and let me quote. I mean, again, I'm giving him a lot of breaks, but I'm going to use his fucking words against him. Quote, Shane Black, we wanted to create the same sense of wonderment and newness that Close Encounters had when that came out. No. No. No one in the film has wonderness. No. Yeah. Over anything. No one gives a shit about it. Close Encounters has wonder because the characters are blown away by everything. Even these army crazy people that are standing guard, you know, where they're all surrounding them to save this kid. None of them are like, holy shit, it's a spaceship. No. Like, not even one. This is, I mean, this is just a stone. These characters, the baddies, are just a stone's throw away from being a Paul Anderson bad set Yeah. Like, where they got stupid shades on all yeah. the time and yeah. all in suits and they're all just dumb. They're not quite that bad, but they are nowhere near what he's trying to do. They're not that far away. And I don't see the efforts of what he's saying he's trying to do. I don't mm-hmm. even see that here, like he's trying. He just feels like he's finding this in. We see the capsule again. So I should say right at the beginning when the Predator's about to like shuttle off, you see a close-up of a weird capsule. Yeah, that's what this guy, that's the only thing this guy is curious about when they walk in. Which we're going to learn later what it is. It is not what originally was all of this was about. We'll get there. Sniper Boy then shoots a guy in the eye with a Trank gun. Pretty cool. What are you going to kill me with a Trank gun? There's a guard kill before that. That's uh, Kill 7, Trank head. Don't look at the dead guy to his kid. Yeah. Because I enjoyed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the loonies take out somebody's army to circle the camp. Kill eight multiples. I think that's correct. <laughs> Holding Lucky Chewing- Charms is dead at this point. Lucky Charms is dead. Holding Chewing Guy hostage. Sniper Boy and his kid exit the spaceship. Chewing Guy tells his, uh, tells his men to shoot the kid's knees out. This did get a reaction out of me in the cinema. Yeah. Like, Someone needs to kill this fucking asshole. Yeah, he's yeah. really bad. He's a terrible, terrible person. He's really, really mm. bad. So yeah, this is the bit though. Super Predator then kills Greyjoy. Yeah. Mayhem ensues. Sniper Boy gives his kid the vanishing sphere. Yeah, I don't know why. His line, he goes, it'll make you vanish. Like, really vanish. <laughs> and I go, and in my head, I'm like, wouldn't you tell him it'll make you vanish, but not really? <laughs> like, that, wouldn't you just Infinity be terrified walk? as a kid? Like, you, you'll disappear from this dimension. Like, you don't know what you're telling him. Yeah. I would have been fucking true. terrified if I was that, that kid. True. I'd be like, will I come back? Am I disappeared for like ever? I wish well, when he gave it to the kid, he had done sort of a speech similar to Christopher Walken's monologue in Pulp Fiction about the watch. <laughs> and he just went, <laughs> take this and uh, stick it up your ass. I carried this up my ass. <laughs> I carried this up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was 
would have made It'll my make day. your poop be invisible. Yeah, it would have made my day. Almost as cool as Super Predator uses a Sub-Zero move from Mortal Kombat. Yep. Sends out the, the arm blade. Like a chain thing. And what's even cooler, it goes straight through a guy and it beheads two others who yep. are driving away at the same time. That was an impressive kill. This is another this point where I was like, how do you write this? Is like, is the thing that will help me realize how quickly a predator can string up a body. Oh, yeah. Because this is the yeah. only thing. I'm like, oh, it's like a wench. Yeah. yeah. It'll get his spaceship out of mud. Yeah. And it'll string up bodies super yeah, quick. Yeah, because you see it a few times. Yeah. Seen this one, you? Yeah. yeah. I'm fine yeah. with that stuff. Yeah, like, using cool. tech, that's kind of cool. He goes on to the ship. Then the super predator uses Rosetta Stone or something to fucking translate. Yeah. I'd be really predator. dumb. Introduces he has himself. a dictionary. Hello. <laughs> I'm Gavin. <laughs> Gavin! <laughs> he, says he, wants, he says he wants McKenna as he is a true hero and he's uh, going to give true them a time advantage. Yeah, true warrior. They don't want heroes. So obviously we're presuming it's going to be lead guy, Alex. I mean, I was taken in by it the first time. I didn't. I, I, didn't. Thought, I thought it was that rote. I was like, oh, great. And he's the uh, fucking hero. And I really rolled my eyes at it. As soon as she said the thing about advanced species. Well, so well, you knew like, it was yeah, a kid? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I was happy. Oh, yeah, when he's like, I want McKenna. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, yeah. oh, okay, they're doing a stupid thing. And I was pissed. I was Especially because the film. camera was like on the kid when he's saying that. Well, he looks at the kid. Yeah, it's definitely flagged. He's but. like, one among you is a true warrior. And it's they're going like, to give him kid. seven minutes and 30 seconds to get away. Weird amount of time. 731. Yeah, what did they, how did he, what did he call it? Is it just time, time advantage? Time advantage. And then they go, what is time advantage? Yeah. Do you think he means a lead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Head start. Run. So we're going to get now. Yeah, good if he's like, oh, we'll give you a head start. One, <laughs> two, three, go. Three. So like oh. has his, his hands covering yeah. it. He's in the spaceship, just yeah. like in a quarter, just covering his eyes. Uh. Don't peek. I mean, well, the problem is, is like, then it feels like what the Predators are saying is, you remember Predator? I really wanted to remake that movie. Yeah. So mm. now That's let's my favorite do that movie. for 10 minutes. So let's do yeah. that. So the sniper boy teams up with chewing boy. What the fuck? Just no. He literally just said, I'm going to kneecap your son. Yeah. He would have shot him. Yeah. Really annoyed me that did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, we'll finish this later. I'd be like, no, you're dead. Dog turns up and they put it in the back of a truck. Yeah. And just leave it. Guy says, that's a valuable weapon. No one says anything. Chewing guy mounts the predator gun onto his shoulder. This pissed me off as well. Just consecutive things that piss me off right now. Yeah. With his little strap thing. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. Looks stupid. Uh, Hybrid Predator then blows up the alien spaceships. You're thinking, oh, whatever they wanted, we're never going to know. We're gone. One of the soldiers uses a Predator Frisbee, comes back and takes his arm off. I did like this. No, I like that. It's pretty funny. Kill 10 multiple He's like, wait, you got you to gotta grab it. It's something on your arm. And he's like, it's coming, it's coming back. It's co-. And the guy's like, what, 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 what? Yeah, yeah and then Chewy guy just shoots him. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. sitting there screaming. That's the kind of thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Hybrid Predator begins taking him out. We've got some really CGI shots here. With this hybrid predator doing stuff in the trees again because they reshot this like right at the end, yeah. like all to be at nighttime, so they're gonna have to redo all that effects work again. Even though it wasn't finished on the original ones, but they're gonna have to really rush it. But yeah, there's a reason this stuff doesn't look very good. Reason why it looks rushed. It does look a little rushed. Yeah. Uh, Goatee and Thomas Jane are left behind to lure the super predator into a clearing, and then the predator helmet engages. And they, yeah, like it fires on the super predator and then they set him on fire. I do. He looks pretty cool on fire. Like yeah, they're just that, waiting that on him. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then Chewing Gum gets his head blown off just out of nowhere. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, because Olivia Munn calls him. Yeah. Uh, and he turns and the gun turns. And shoots his own him. gun yeah. shoots him. 
yeah. something like that. It's very weird. Yeah. Because what really triggers understand. that? I don't know anything, man. Honestly. I didn't understand. Well, no, no. It's because she blocks the predator with the helmet. She like picks up the helmet or something and then she drops it and then that fires and I think it oh, hits chewing gum. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. I just sense. wanted, I mean, it was cool I was that just his head got blown off. Dead. I just wanted a nice slow motion. Yeah. Stuff of his head getting blown off because mm. I needed to enjoy that more. Instead, I was like, wait, did he die? Or like Predator yeah. ripping his spine out or something. So Thomas Jane goes crazy and attacks the super predator. Gets you can see thrown. the scale of the size yeah, of it. Yeah, he's Massive. It's like 12 feet. Yeah. Gets thrown and speared onto a tree as goatee. What's his name? Michael Keegan Key. Michael Key. Mm-hmm. Keegan. That's a long name. <laughs> I'm repetitive. Bad parenting. <laughs> he has his guts blown out. And there's this just, <laughs> just absurdly bizarre scene <laughs> where one of them's hanging, speared for his chest from a tree, which, by the way, you'd just be dead. Mm. And he's looking down at his friend on the ground. He's got guts everywhere. Guts out. And they're just looking at each other. And then he just looks serious like, yeah, you know yeah. what we got to do. And they pull out their handguns, aim at each other. And then you'd have to like at least count down because one of you is going to fire a split second earlier and then the other one's not dying. Yeah. You yeah. would think in a situation like that, one kills the other and then the other just commits suicide. Yeah. yeah. But no, they don't kill each other and it just, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> While the others look on in awe. Yeah. Hyper Predator keeps asking for McKenna. So the one we think it is, Sniper Boy decides to give himself over. You mean me? Here and I am. And yeah. man. Do it. But he throws him aside. He wants the kid because autism is the future. So Super Predator puts a kid in a container in his ship instead of ripping his spine, his spine out. Which I would I mean, respect the fuck out of this film. It's <laughs> literally the scene from Lilo and Stitch. Where it really is. Lilo gets stuck in there and she goes, don't forget about me, okay? And Stitch goes, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sniper Boy jumps exactly onto it. Followed by Unicorn Boy and Moonlight. Olivia Munn fires from the ground. Where it is now much. daybreak. Yeah, which is now just <laughs> bright daylight. So he takes off with all of them hanging on. This is where we're learning Shane Black really can't do much. That would day. never hang on. No. no. No, it's like, fuck this. No. Sorry, man, but yeah. your kid can go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Super Predator puts on a force field. So Sniper Boy gets under it, Moonlight on top of it, and Unicorn has his legs cut off. Kill 13. <laughs> and a few. <laughs> And also the two guys that shot each other, they were kill 11 and 12. Oh, exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Only 13 kills in this movie. Yeah, not many. Moonlight, though, begins hurting from the pressure. And then he notices that Olivia Munn fucked up an engine earlier by shooting at the ship. So he dives into... Kill 14. ...engine while firing. In some terrible CGI. Sniper Boy then terrible. slides on board. This whole bubble around it reminds me of the colors. You know in Annihilation when they're going through the bubble? Oh, yeah. Mm. Really not. Those colors don't work for me. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sniper Boy slides into the ship as it begins to crash again. And this this dumb fight happens. And then he's hanging on. God, this is really what he's hanging on by his fucking leg as he's like hanging out of the ship as it's crashing through the trees. My uh, in the cinema at this point, I was like, I just can't believe I'm seeing the things I'm seeing. I really was. I just I never in a million years thought we'd get to this point. Even in this movie. It's so dumb. And in the crash, the kid is magically set free. Because, you know, Hollywood rules. So Super Predator and Sniper Boy have a fight. Olivia then cloaks and jumps onto him. The kid hits a button which then cuts the Super Predator's arm off with a force field. And the kid's sliding and just hits randomly a wall and it just happens to do the right thing at the right time. 
this is the logic of this movie. And then Predator Dog brings a grenade. It's just like birthing grenades. Wasn't yeah. it in the back of a truck a minute ago? Yeah. yeah. Probably eating grenades. <laughs> How did it get out? Yeah. <laughs> it evolved. Yeah. So Sniper Boy uses the Super Predator's arm that's been chopped off to fire the the grenade thing at him and then it blows off all of his legs and arms. Yeah. Not his head though. What a fucking mess. Mm. <laughs> like, literally and just figurative. Falls to the floor, no arms or legs, bleeding out. Here comes the scene that surmises this whole film for me. Cyberboy walks up on him with a gun on him and goes, what the fuck are you? Shut the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> Shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he knows what he is, for starters. At why that are, point, Super is, Predator why? should have been rescued by other Predators and rebuilt into a Darth Vader-style Predator. Or like an Uber Jason. <laughs> or an Uber Jason. You're not that far out, but we'll get there. There's a handkerchief with things from the loonies. I have no idea. I was watching the cinema. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I don't know right what now? the fuck that scene is. I don't know where all this stuff I came really from. I really don't. Who's collecting these things? It's got like a little hula girl. It's got the unicorn thing. It's got the pills from Nettles, which we've never seen him take. And then you're meant to be really sad. I mean, it, I, I'm surprised they didn't bring back our good old army music from the previous printing. It does. Well, it doesn't play actual taps, but it plays hero-y Americana no, music yeah. in this. But uh, this is where we needed the real deal. Yeah. Um, and then Olivia Munn somehow has preserved the shape of an aluminum foil unicorn in her pocket. Well, I meant a yeah, lot this to whole her time. when it's creepy. And cat. then tosses it in with like almost disgust. Yeah. While, the, while her pet dog's just hanging out in yeah. the background. Mm. Yeah, yeah dang, I was money go, spent uh, for that shot. Yeah, <laughs> money was spent. Time was spent. So, uh, what what do you want the dog to be doing? Yeah, just sitting there like Hanging a dog, out. just looking, just being a dog. Yeah, and then that's it. And then we cut to our coda. Sniper boy cleaned up, dressed in army gear, heavily decorated. I don't think that's what would but happen. With an emblem that I didn't recognize on his hat. Oh. Well, like he's a captain forces? apparently, but. He's killed many, many people, official yeah. people. Yeah. Of the government. Yeah, he would not be no. decorated. And they just want to get rid of him because these people have... And many yeah. people in the world now are aware aliens exist. Mm-hmm. It'd, it'd be like, uh, what was it? Is it Revenge or Requiem? They would have just capped everybody. Yeah, just had them bomb yeah. the whole they thing. They would have just killed them all. Yeah. Uh, there's a Japanese guy who's running, a, I think we're still in Stargazer or some version of that. Who knows? A new thing. And he's employed the fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. Who has so his own office? Yeah, because the, the sniper boy mentions that, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, how's he working or something? Yeah. yeah. Like paying this kid? Yeah. Crazy. And Tax then dollars, say, hard at work, people. And then more throwaway bullshit lines. The cargo survived explosion. Some sort of failsafe. So they open it. Alex, what are you expecting? Did you, wait, 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 wait. You know what I was expecting? No, that's why I asked. <laughs> what are you expecting? <laughs> Let me tell you what I was expecting. I was expecting Adrian Brody. Oh! I would have been happy with an Adrian Brody. Interesting. He's returned to Earth. Because, because they, they were- they trained him on the planet. Because when they were like, he's the predator home. killer, I was like, oh, maybe yeah. the predators caught him and put him in like some- Dude, that makes more sense. Put him in some sleep. Yeah, And they were going to use his DNA- I mean, that makes more sense than what they give us and be what I was thinking. I yeah. thought in some way they're going to fucking do a terrible thing and shoehorn in Arnie. I was like, oh, 100%. That, yeah, actually, I was yeah. first, first thought it was Arnie, and then I was like, no, that's not going to work. And I was like, oh. Hey, you're Brody. No, hey, that makes Brody. more sense. I thought they would like rebuild Arnie, you know, almost mm-hmm. Terminator style. Like, we created the thing that took us out and legendary on your planet and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so what were you going to say before? Um, I just wanted to point out that it says pod three in English on the front of this pod. <laughs> like em- emblemed on it, like in the metal. Just wa- I just want to point that out. Yeah, I love Good that they turned to the kid, the, the, how they find out. I was out. like, what the fuck? Says, yeah, there's some things. In, oh, what does it say? It seems to say predator killer. It's just so dumb. Mm. So dumb. And then they're going to open it. This sort of goopy metal thing hovers out of it, I think. I don't even really know. And then it, it didn't need to be in a pod that size. No. no. Bad packaging. It's like Amazon. When yeah. I order one fucking Blu-ray and you send me a big box. It's just yeah. wasteful. Fuck you. Yeah. And then we have another Iron Man scene yeah. where this guy in exactly the same way as it would happen in Iron Man, any of the Iron Man films, gets a suit of armor built all over him with like the big shoulder pads like, like War Machine from the Iron Man films. Yeah. Only terribly rushed clearly because the CGI looks awful. Mm-hmm. And then it unassembles off of this scientist who doesn't know what the fuck's going on and then you pan up and japanese man says what is it and then our lead guy says it's my new suit hope it comes in a what is it 511 long 64 long or whatever it is long, what yeah. the fuck? and then what's even worse is 42 they don't 42 even know 42 long i don't know because oh, i was like that's my size oh, <laughs> it's even go. worse that they don't know that when you finish a film like that with a sentence like, like you like you're doing a punk you know full stop mm. you fucking cut hard Titles have to come in big, music yeah. big, but it like fades and then fades into titles like they're ashamed of everything that just happened. <laughs> Everyone's just backing slowly oh, out of the like, room. Oh, you're not even pretending there's impact. Like not even pretending. Uh, that's it. There's nothing after the credits. Oh, I don't think. Did we check? Yeah, we checked, didn't we? Yeah, there's nothing after yeah. the credits. We stayed when we went and saw it in cinema because we were like, there has to be got to be an credits. explanation. Yeah. No. Him flying around at the end. Oh, hey, I managed. <laughs> High-fiving in the air. <laughs> I just found an article on Screen Rant, which uh, I will read later. But it's the Predator leaves some ridiculous unanswered questions. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> well, again, there's a reason for it. So this end scene, thankfully, was never meant to be there. And a lot of the third act wasn't meant to be there. So it's actually meant to be kind of worse in some ways. So the original ending. So the, the Predator has all these so you know the dogs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they've made other animals into predators there are other predator animals and they're all going to get loose they were meant to be part of the cargo it was nothing to do with this thing it was all to do with these predator animals and i can't remember i don't know exactly why but they were being transported and then this other one was chasing them now the original ending reportedly because it was trying to get them and it was trying to stop them from getting access to these animals the other original ending reportedly involved the team the leads teaming up with the army and then a new group of friendly predators were going to fly in. And then there was going to be like a war between the friendly predators with the army and the leads all teamed up. And they were going to be fighting against the upgrade predator and a whole bunch of predator hybrids. Like all these animal predators, so like predator lions dogs, predator lions, predator whatever. And it was Giraffes. going to be a big fucking war. I could see by Alex's face, he would have been pleased with this. That it had brought in his face. Rhinoceroses. <laughs> Now, yeah, so the original reason the Fugitive Predator was running is because he was trying to stop the upgrade from stealing these hybrid predators back. That's what, that's what they filmed. And they filmed this stuff. They just didn't complete effects on it. It's done. And we'll probably never see it. The early footage leaked showed the leads and the friendly predators dressed in camouflage gear. The predators as well, dressed in camo gear, driving an armored personnel carrier. And the ending did not include the sequel bait final scene. Um, it did in the script, include a scene at the end where a chopper lands, and then Dutch does indeed step out with, quote from the script, a face haunted, etched by pain. 
<laughs> Probably because you just see the ending of this movie. Oh, <laughs> and then tells the three of them he's got to come with them. Producer John Davis said the Predator set up two sequels and he hopes Shane Black will return to direct them. Shane Black has said, I would love to say that we were planning a trilogy, but I take it all one day at a time. We have some photo evidence here of them all, of them all in the tank hanging out. Oh my God. It was shot in daytime, as you can see. Shane Black, yeah, like I said, he said he saw all this, saw the daytime, didn't work, cut it. I think really it's that, everything we just saw. It doesn't work when they're riding a fucking tank. Uh, yeah, so Shane Black, did you get it, Alex? He'd love to say we were planning a trilogy, but I take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said he doesn't want any interest in green screens, but again- He said that now? Yeah. Well, I think that's now because producer John Davis said it set up extra sequels and they hope they will oh return. I'm not sure if they set up before or after. It was seen as sort of a bomb, but it did well. They did better than I think nearly any Predator movie has in terms of what it grossed. So, I mean, in all honesty- I've been bewildered with the previous ones. Why didn't we get another AVP? Because they were doing decent money. Why didn't we get a sequel to Predators? Because that did decent money. If we don't get a sequel to The Predator, I don't think we will. But it's also like, it did, it did good money. You don't think we will? I think they have to hit the reset a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because it's not so tangled. You know, it's not like other series where you get to yeah. part six and it's like, oh, this is a mess. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's all just pretty, you know, it's pretty easy just to take Predator to wherever you want it to be. Absolutely. I still think they go back into the past. Yeah. Red Dead. I just wanted a face hugger to Red jump Pred. out of this pod. <laughs> what do you say? I wanted a face hugger to, gr- to jump out of the pod. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that would have been great. That'd they have send a xenomorph to Earth. Yeah. That they set it up back in. for them to open it because they're like, oh, this will save you. And it's, yeah, it is the predator killer, but it will also kill oh. you. Oh, Katie Watson That's twist. That's what I thought was going to happen. That's a good twist. We can edit that. We could just have as it's opening. We yeah. cut a bit of footage mm-hmm. from one of the aliens. We could even <laughs> do the AVP where it's slow mowing. It's fine. I'll accept it. I like that. I like that. So, guys, that was The Predator. It was the last film in our franchise. Six films. We did it. Next week, we'll be back for the wrap-up. But before we get to that, let's hear what people thought about The Predator. Katie Watson. Do we really have to say? I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm sticking with my analogy of my roller coaster that every time I started to enjoy it, it was like somebody threw the brakes on and I didn't know where I was in this movie. I liked... Like I said at the beginning, I liked the look of the hero predators that we were calling it. Yeah. I like the look of it a lot. I like the mechanics. I like it's all the weapons, the dogs. I don't mind. I think personally they look better than the one in predator. They're the ones in predators because they're just more like dogs, but they don't really do anything. I just felt like there were too many ideas thrown at a, a dartboard and, you know, just sticking with a couple would have been fine, but I w- like we touched on or Alex touched on it last time. I think about the whole ensemble thing. It just you there's so many moving parts and so many variables. And mm-hmm. here, Shane Black feels like he has to attribute everyone a thing, like a gimmick, and it gets so messy so fast. Like as soon as this guy gets on this bus and we meet all these people who all have a shtick. And then we meet a kid who has a shtick and Olivia Munn has a thing and then nicotine guy has a thing. And it's just everybody is moving in so many different directions and no one knows why they're doing the thing that they're doing. And there's like cool parts in here and there are funny parts, but they get lost in a lot of confusion. So much confusion. And it's it's slick looking and there are sometimes when it's too slick looking, like this monster predator it just looks fake. Yeah, I really didn't like Sniper Dad. And he's just such a, like a G.I. Joe. And 
Not happy. I think when I watched it in cinema with you, I was a lot more detached because I had not obviously seen yeah. the predecessors of this. And so now it almost, it hurt a little bit to watch <laughs> it because I was like, yes, I appreciate that someone is trying to do something different, but you kind of did it a disservice right. in some ways. Not in all ways. Like, I'm not saying it's the worst thing ever made in this franchise, but I think it was counterintuitive to even in those interviews, what we heard Shane Black verbatim say he wanted from this film. Yeah. And I think he lost it in a lot of ways. And, and that happens, you know, in movies because it's not one person making a film. So it's just, it's sad because he is able to make some really cool films. And I just don't know if this direction is the one that will play to his strongest suits. Alex. Yeah, I mean, I've said with all the previous films that there's so much that I like and there's such strong, solid ideas, but they were just poorly executed. I think you've said that at the beginning of every single one. And I'm not going to say it for this one because (laughs) this, for me, yeah, was just a complete mess. First of all, the beginning, the beginning and the environment, the location for me echoed so much with um, Requiem. It's like in the woods, but it's also in sort of urban mm-hmm. and suburban areas. Small town America. Small town. Yeah. So there were many of those echoes. And the thing with the other ones, all the ones so far, is that they may not have been executed very well, but you could see the clear narrative, what they were trying to do. The A, for the A to B was very clear. But, you know, they were often bogged down by bad writing or directing or whatever. But it was always at least clear enough to be like, okay, cool. This is what's going to happen. This is where we're getting to and with this you know it there's some bits where it looks great and the production looks great yeah and the the predator the original normal predator looks awesome and the scene in the lab's great but for me it was just the 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 first part the first half i was like okay it's not meeting my expectations as far as tone but there's enough for me to kind of be like i'm I'm gonna go with it i mean you know i can i can still sort of enjoy the predator but the moment we lose that original Predator and then it becomes ultimate hybrid Predator and it's just all CGI, it, com- I was, it completely lost me. And then I couldn't even sort of give the, the humor and the tone a pass after that because then it got even messier and it was just like so many, like you were saying, Katie, just too many ideas that just weren't clear. Yeah, and, and it was just, it was even more frustrating than the other ones for me. Because the other ones were frustrating because it was like, oh, you were close. You could have, the idea was there. Whereas this was like, what are you trying to do? It was frustrating because it was like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to tell? What? And it just didn't interest me at all. And the, the Predator even didn't feel threatening or interesting in any way. And I didn't like the, the, this idea of like hybrid Predators. So yeah, I really, I really struggled with it, and it was, it was much more sort of disappointing to me than I had anticipated. Because I, I, you know, sort of skimmed through reviews going into it, and I knew that it, it had sort of had pretty mixed reviews. But I was thinking, well, well, you know, it's, it's a predator film. It's not going to beat everyone's taste. It's gonna, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be. Predators had mixed reviews. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be pretty cheesy in points, and maybe the writing's gonna be bad. But, but there's going to be something in it that, that I'll enjoy and it'll get me through the movie. But it was just so unclear and so all over the place. And yeah, you know, I feel for him because of having to do these reshoots and seemingly rushing through them. But it's, it, yeah, it was just a mess. It was a real mess. Um, 
it just didn't feel new and interesting. I was I wasn't there was I wasn't even with this idea. Like with the other ones, I was like, okay, I'm with the premise of this. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on it. I'll go with it. But yeah, this one was this one was a struggle. I'm really interested in next week making the list because normally it's kind of easy. Like this one's bad or this one's this. And it, like you say, it's been, oh, this one had a really good idea. They mm-hmm. didn't do it right. This one looks cool, but that was the bad idea was bad. Or this was like, you know, there's, it's like, where do you put the impetus and what's important to you yeah. with each film? I weirdly, I have the opposite from Katie. So like watching it this time, like you just like, I don't give a oh, shit. Give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making conversation. You don't fucking judge me. I'm not judging you. I have, no, I have the opposite from you in that watching it now, A, knowing what it is for the second time benefited me knowing what my expectations should be. But B, just watching it after the back-to-back of the other films, I actually like this more the second time by far um, than I did the first time. Because, yeah, like, like you said, last week with Predators, I had frustration because I liked all the story. It's just that writing's fucking terrible and directing wasn't amazing, but it was fine and acting the same. It's like they were all decent actors, but no one was really given anything to do, you know. In this film, even if I didn't know it was Shane Black, I could tell there were people with talent involved in this. You know, there are people who have, I'm not going to like all that vision, but there are people who have strong vision, strong ideas, and are going to be brave with that. And I always want that more in a film than just something that stayed. And that's kind of the frustration I have, though, is the story's terrible. The story in this is just awful. It's the opposite of last week's in that regard. But Predators is like everything else is just like, all right, brilliant story, but everything else is just okay, mm-hmm. like in terms of how it's executed. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, well, what does that do for you? And with this one, it's like terrible story, but there are moments in here that I enjoy way more than almost any of the Predator films. Mm-hmm. Like, way more. I, got, I had enjoyment from, I had a reaction to the violence in this film, and action sequences and how they're shot, which is hard to do. And he actually shoots them well, the action sequences, when they work, that I don't have in any of the other films. And then I had, yeah, like enjoyed the humor in the places where it worked for me as well, in a way that I hadn't in any of the other Predators films. Mm-hmm. And there are character moments I liked as well. Unfortunately, on the flip side of that, it's the worst. Like the stuff that I don't like in this film, I like less than anything, I think, in any of them. AV Predator, you know, rubs me a bad way in a different way. But at least that one's coherent. Mm. You know, at least Paul Anderson makes a coherent, you know, he thinks he's a Spielberg. And so he's doing very simple things. Mm-hmm. So it's a really fucking tough film for me because I always want people to, I'd rather people failed at being bold than just played it safe and made a decent movie. Yeah. And this one definitely failed at being bold. But you do have to judge it for the movie that is. And I mean, I will say like, not, you know, throughout there are moments in the second half that I enjoy and there are moments in the first half that I don't. But for me, pretty much it is a split down the middle. It's like that first half, I'm totally with it. Like, I can accept it for what it is. I can have fun with that. It doesn't mean every joke is hitting right for me, but I really do enjoy myself with it. Uh, second half is a fucking hot mess. Mm-hmm. Just a hot, hot mess. And it's a terrible shame. I really, really wish that that original version, I mean, it could be a lot worse, but it sounds more interesting. <laughs> I'll be honest. It Predators riding around here. in tanks and stuff and just crazy shit oh going on. God. Sounds terrible to me, but it might have been more interesting than what we got and particularly it may have made everything make sense you know because they had to rewrite so much and re-edit so much it's just a fucking mess so yeah i don't even know next week what i'm gonna do with it because this is one of those weird films where it's like yeah i really like what i like about this a lot Mm and what i don't like yeah yeah shane benicio del toro in the lead of this i don't think so (laughs) i'm sorry that doesn't work for me yeah yeah and i hated the predator killer part at the end the what? Oh yeah. The, the, the oh no, no, that's unforgivably bad. Like that scene at the end. Okay, yeah, no. So that was my. I was, I was pausing because like I have one more note. I felt. Like. Yeah, it's. I, I do really love Shane Black, and I'm, I grew up not thinking I would. I wasn't at least a weapon type of guy, and his mm-hmm. writing is a bit too. He's very 
There's a lot of machoism. Is that a word, machoism? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of machismo. Machismo, thank you. In his work, and that's not my sort of thing, but when he writes vulnerable characters with machismo, I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And he does that very well in most of his films. I don't think... Like the again, my favorite bits of Iron Man aren't the comic booky bits. I don't think he does action very well. Like I, I think he can shoot it technically well, but I don't think he writes stories that really benefit from action in that way. Because yeah, I don't feel like he's that interested in it. So I I just hope that he'll keep away from blockbusters. <laughs> he needs money presumably, so he'll he'll keep doing it. But I yeah would prefer to see him do dramas and thrillers. And I mean they're always gonna have comedy in, but you know not this genre. Right. Because this is the worst bits in this are ripped out of Iron Man, and that's really sad. Like, that ending is just atrocious. Yeah. So bad. Very bad. And any hope you'd have for a sequel is like, no, it's gone after that. Yeah. Absolutely gone. So, yeah. Because yeah, the last thing I, I definitely don't want to see a bunch of humans in those suits. Absolutely. Predators. I mean, it really does. This feels like he thinks he's setting things up for the MCU, and it's like, that's not what you're doing, dude. Yeah. Leave it alone. So, yeah, there you go. That's the note we're ending our Predator <laughs> franchise on. Uh, we will be back next week where we will go through our list, put our rankings into stuff, and we'll be discussing all of the films again very briefly and stuff around them, some of the comics, but there's lots. I'm not going to get through them all like I normally do. There's a lot of video games as well. I've played most of them at some point, so I'll try and reflect on that and try to play a few more. But yeah, we'll go for that. So enjoy us next week, and then we'll reveal the series that we're doing after that which I'd like to say I'm excited about, but we don't know yet. We're oh, still deciding. I was like, have you decided? <laughs> well, we did have it decided, but then we had to change things up for scheduling reasons. So we're still deciding as of this week Ooh. what we're going to be covering the week after that. Yeah, we were going to be doing... We, well, I don't want to say. Oh, okay. I want to say because we'll get to it. Please do again. Please do support us. Go to weirdgeeks.com. Go to our social medias. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. That's the big one that really helps us out. It helps us get through the, the system so people see us and discover us and could be bored by us. You can also follow me on all the social medias, Mr. Al White, M-R-A-L-W-H-I-T-E, and on the Xbox console where we can ride ponies, play Friday the 13th, and, and recreate Predators in PUBG. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Alexander Chard. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well. Guys. Oh, sorry. You didn't say your name. <laughs> no. My dearest Watson. You've said enough. You can find <laughs> like, me. That's enough. But that's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, guys, I've actually had a, a real fun time doing this series with you guys. Yeah. It was, it was wonderful. Again, it was one where every single episode has been different. And, it's had and, highs and lows, this one, for me. But it's all been different. And that, for yeah. me, is what I want out of franchise. That really is. That's what I'm hoping for whenever we do one, is you never know what's coming next. Yeah. And we will be back, I'm sure, in another eight years or whatever it is. Another Predator movie comes out. Until then, we will be back next Friday. Thank you very much, guys. We are out. Geeks. 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 <laughs>